I can't afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. Hi, I'm Mike Schmidt. <laughs> and uh, hey, Mike. Hi, Pat. How are you? Awkward intro. It is. That was, well, tell them what you did. Don't fucking just say it's awkward. He literally walked in the door, handed me a glass of water, sat down and talked. Like there was no, you ready? Sound check? You know, none of that bullshit. He just started fucking talking. Everything looks good. <laughs> That's, well, fine. I'm glad, but you should have a warning, a little heads up, please. Mike, everybody likes when Mike Schmidt is here. I get tons and tons of emails. Make Mike a regular. I say, no. Can't do it. <laughs> I go, I go. if Mike was a regular, it wouldn't feel special. No, I'm a special event, clearly. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. That can't be argued. Uh, if you start making me monthly, then I'll send him like a house band and people are like, ah, yeah. you don't go. Yeah we, yeah, we saw them a month ago. What have they possibly done that's different? <laughs> So yes, by all means, just utilize me as some sort of secret weapon. Yeah, I, exactly. Like I love recording with you too, but I, I do feel that if it was, if it was, uh, you know, all the time, it would be, it wouldn't be as fun. Well, in the world of podcasting, especially, I mean, because people are listening to so many shows all the time. If, if people do listen to me mm-hmm. and then listen to your show, because there are people who can't get enough of you, can't get enough of me, and certainly people love us together. Uh, but why test that theory? <laughs> why, why put them why, yeah. to the test Let's and not see, do it. hey, how much of us do you really like? Do you read your, uh, your reviews in the iTunes store or whatever, Apple Music or whatever it's called now? Well, I don't get them. I've, I literally stopped pimping for those easily, like, I'm going to say eight years ago. Yeah, I don't really pimp for them anymore. And sometimes I go, hey, you know, if you, haven't, if you haven't written us a review, go write us a nice review. Yeah, I, ch- I check maybe once every f- f- few months, five months. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't do it often. I'll have to get a real bug to do it. Um, and I don't get any new ones. I, I very, you know, I've gotten a couple recently, but my, uh, the last one, <laughs> I read one like eight months ago and this is the one that made me laugh and I went, all right, you got to stop reading these. Uh, because a guy wrote basically, uh, that I spent the entire show bitching about doing the show. Uh, I spent the entire show about like whatever the fuck. And then his last line was uh 40 year old Mike would have punched this, the 50 year old Mike in the face. So is that, is that, is that review on point or is it? Well, he gave it one star, first of all, which you know, that's not on point. Yeah. Um, but as you know, yes, occasionally I'll dip into the fact that it's, uh, you know, especially with no producer, it's a little different and harder for me to do a show that'll come up, but also I'm doing two hours of original comedy every week for 12 years. So why don't you step off my dick? (laughs) Uh, Kyle uh, hipped me to a new review today that we got. And here, I'll tell you, we, we had a review in, in April, 2020, May, 2020, One in July, one in August, one in September. And then this one from a week ago, October 5th, 2020. You ready? Yes, sir. Uh, It's a one-star review. Uh, The title of the review is Bad, Bad, Bad. Did he at least put commas between the bads? He did. All right, good Or she, maybe it's a lady. Good for them. Uh, It said, first episode I listened to and dumped it after 20 minutes. Horrible podcast. And then the emoji that has like a, like the guy swearing over the mouth, like oh, yeah, it's an, yeah. and um, certainly listen to twenty minutes uh, of a show that's got five hundred and twenty episodes, yeah, and uh, critique it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can remember that most of Pauline Kale's best reviews in the New York Times uh, did feature the emoji with the guy with the swearing <laughs> stuff over his mouth. So this guy's on point. I mean, and then. All the other reviews prior to that are all five star. But, but let me ask you but something. It's a sta- but I, I mean, I I like. 
you know, look, I embrace the bad reviews too, because that this review is ridiculous to me. Well, that's the, again, we know the internet is the internet and right. sometimes hard to right. please sometimes. And this guy might not like me. This guy might not like me from my personal Twitter. I've mixed it up with some, uh, some, uh, people that I don't agree with politically lately. Yes. And it does say on my, on my Twitter, you know, comedian host, uh, and uh, of the rock solid podcast. Yeah. So this, I'm sure this is someone that just flew right over here and, and wrote me a bad review. Maybe, but, but uh, I'm sure. Well, let's look at two different things. Well, because one, the show's great. The show is, but that's, <laughs> but you're not wrong. And, and, but you're doing the show you want to do. And a lot of people love it. Correct. I, yeah, I think and, so. And there are things that aren't for people. Like the, it, that's okay. If it's, if this show's not for him and, and he wants to express it that way, like I, I, yeah, I've become kind of Zen about this. I mean, I, look, I can still get twisted up pretty fucking good, but at the same time, um, what, what are you going to do about that? Mike You're is not, there's nothing right now. Do. He's in a downward facing dog position. You are really getting Zen <laughs> with so this. Zen. Um, I, I just don't. To me, you can't you can't give any energy to that whatsoever. Oh no, no! I just like to I like to read them because they they do make me laugh. But but no, they don't. The, no, the, no, that uh, didn't that, that didn't like Kyle sent me that. He's like, check out this review, and I was like, oh boy. And I just my response to him was ridiculous. But but it but it takes a chunk out of you psychically, a small one, whether you think it does or it doesn't. That didn't because I don't I don't feel that that person was actually really reviewing the show. You, I really don't believe. All right, well, you and I are different because I. I I hate read enough stuff mm -hmm. and I, I'm, I chastise myself. I go, what are you doing? Why are you re stop? Pull back, throttle up. Cause there have been um, reviews where people will say like, these guys didn't know anything about the band they were talking about. They, they simply went to Wikipedia to read, you know, and, and I'm like, well, that's what we do do. I, sometimes. Well, you, well, your show's different from mine. And that again, mine is literally just rampaging nonsense. Stream I mean, of consciousness. Exactly. And I'll tell stories or whatever comes out of my head, but you are purporting to talk about a certain subject. So you're going to get people who know about, know more about the subject than you do. Oh, absolutely. And then they're going to be angry because you didn't talk about what color yeah. Pete Townsend wore on the yes. cover of this album. You know what I mean? That sort yeah, of yeah. thing. It's like Mark, Mar Mark Maron gets it all the time because Mark Maron will interview guests and people are like, there's so many other things you could ask this guy. You could go so deep on this interview. It's true. You could. Of course. But that's not what his show is. There's He's a, not Mike Wallace. Look, I interviewed Jeff Downs today and I had copious notes. I didn't, I, I bet I, I didn't get to 80% of the things that I had prepared because I had an hour and if the guy's answering my question and he's answering it, uh, what I want to say not he's not rambling, but he's he's thoroughly answering a question I ask him. It's hard to just interrupt someone. And but why would you? What about the third album? Y you yeah. know, what I mean, I can't. Um... But those are the shows you don't like. I mean, I you know because yeah. the, the the key to any interview, just listen. Yeah, I, he was I'm fascinating. Just, I loved everything he was saying. And absorb everything he's saying, and then follow up within. If, yeah. if anything you want to know about, follow up on what his answer was. Mm -hmm. um, too many times we see people just sitting there waiting to get their, especially in podcasting. Yeah. People waiting to get their joke off, or they're, right. I can't wait to zing them, or oh, I can't wait to, you know. And the, and the whole point is you're having a conversation. Yeah. And the listener, no offense, they love you. You host Rock Solid. That's why they tune in. But there may be people who are like, I can't wait to hear what Jeff Downs has to say. Yeah. And if you're jumping in constantly and going, hey, what about this? What about when you did this? And, did and it's it's silly. Yeah. So someone did, um, there was an interview I did. It might have been. They wrote a review on this. It might have been, or they sent me, no, 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 no. Some, some asshole sent me a direct email. It was <laughs> one of those people. They don't write a review. They just tell, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it was, uh, it might've been about Dennis DeYoung and he was like, uh, no, no, it was John Anderson. Uh, I was enjoying it, but you kept interrupting him. I'm like, 
I wasn't no, having a conversation. Having with a him. conversation with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, uh, whatever. Yeah, I didn't tune I, in I, to hear you. Of course, I, I, email, I email him right back, and I'm like, well, th- thanks for pointing that out to me. What, what do you, and what do you do? What, who did you interview from? Oh, us? you did not. No, do I that. didn't do that. You better not. But um, I. But it's just like, oh, you went out of your way to send me a nasty email. But I've <laughs> talked about this from dude. I've did a show. Probably the second year. I've been doing Do you a, have podcast. a podcast. I've been doing it for 12 years. And it's got to be the second year or the third year. There was, <laughs> this is completely true. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Some dude set up a podcast to review podcasts. And he reviewed me one week and he crucified me because he happened to listen to the show where I, would, I dealt with my weight and talked about the issues I'd had with my weight forever. Mm. And I tried, I was as funny as I, you know, as I could be. Did you used to be heavy? I, I used to? Take a look at me. <laughs> I'm kidding. The quarantine is joking. going to hell. Um, but yeah, you, you know me, I've yo-yoed all over the place, whatever the fuck. But the point is, I did the show, and at the time I was like, you know what, I gotta get my, I gotta get my fucking stuff squared away. This is terrible. Let's fix this. You know, it was like kind of a, right. And he wrote, uh, it was a maudlin show where he, he, he marinated in being sad about his weight. And I'm like, and so then the next week, my whole show was destroying that fucking guy because I was so fucking mad. It was Wait, like, you just said that I shouldn't send an email back to a guy and you just, this is nine years ago <laughs> again. Uh, and, and so I talked and I said, you know, the whole thing is as you, maybe as I'm not from, as evolved as you, maybe your nine years ago is my right now, but I need you to evolve. That's my point. Cause you're better than that. Cause you also, again, there's so many people who love this. They reach out to you. They love you. They fucking you're, go in your backyard. They literally, your friends, you have a community. Okay. I, I, they're my friends now. Right. So that's what I'm saying to you is, but it doesn't matter that you have friends. You're cracking me up when you, when you're telling me that people love me and love it. It's I, it, I well, because you're being silly and deflective. <laughs> but you need to understand the fact that this is a show that people, this brings people joy. Well, There's I'm, nothing I'm gl- wrong with that. I'm glad people listen. It's true. So what I'm saying is what I said on my show a million years ago and still today rings true. You could have a parade in your honor and everyone could be there who loves you, chanting rock solid, Pat Francis, throwing flowers, being happy, loving you, chanting your name. And one dude throws a brick out of a third floor window and it hits you in the fucking head. And that, all you'll talk about bad. for the next 10 years is the brick. I'll be dead. But but this is what I'm saying. It's yeah. like you've got a million people who love you and one dude sends you an email that you don't like. And you're a year later, you're telling me about it. You see what I mean? It sticks with you. It stays. That's why I say don't. This was read weeks it. ago. No, not the dude who wrote you the email. Oh, you said the email guy was from a year ago. No, no, no. It was just weeks ago. Still weeks ago. Who cares? You should in a, in a minute. You should you should have just fucking thrown it out and not even cared about it. Because like you said, what's that guy doing other than reaching out to you to tell you you're bad? Right. Well, I, I, I need to reach back with a smack on the head. No, you don't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying to you, man. I have it's to. Like, you've invaded my space. Dude, when I got a divorce, people wrote me saying it's about time. Team Karen, finally. <laughs> I mean, like, you know. And that I was, is ridiculous. It happened all. It happened a bunch. And I was just like, I, you know what I mean? If, if I, uh, a That's better ridiculous. man than me would have found them and killed them. But instead I was hiding, eating ravioli sandwiches. I was so sad. <laughs> What's in a ravioli sandwich? Uh, all right. What you do is you get rye bread. And I, oh, I well, first like, of all, I'm out. Well, rye bread's delicious. Oh, I hate it. Well then, all right. Goes at, how about a 12 grain? A nice 12 grain. What about sourdough? Horrifying. I know you hate it. Sourdough, sourdough is <laughs> the, the worst. The face you made was the best. It's the worst of all time. Sourdough <laughs> is just, it's not a bread, it's a weapon. I love it. No, don't like it. There's a reason it's like it's got a starter, then an activator, and it goes, it's like a bomb. Sourdough's like a bomb. Cut the red wire and the blue wire and make a shitty bread. It's fucking awful. So I'm telling you, I'm going to put up a poll. It's going to be rye versus sourdough and you're, you're going down. I want to, you I better, tweet. you better get your people to get in on this poll. I tweeted a tweet and I said, if you challenge me to a toast eating contest and choose rye, I will destroy you. If you choose wheat, you may have a chance, but I will still be the favorite. 
If you choose sourdough, I will choose not to participate and tell everyone you chose a rogue bread because you are afraid to face me. <laughs> it's the truth. Sourdough is death. I, I, why do I love it so much? We I have it, we always have it in the house. No, terrifying. I, I am not a fan. Never have been. Don't like it. I, I hate when you go to a restaurant and the bread basket comes. You're like, oh, the glorious bread basket, sourdough. I'm, I want to fucking fight everybody. I want to John the house Wick. specialty. That's like that. You, you killed my dog. You John Wick me with the bread. Literally, you know, I just want to stand up and kill everybody in the goddamn restaurant. It's just awful. Speaking of killing everyone, we just uh, did our, our Monday movie night a Before little bit ago. Before you do your segue, what? Come, you're going to come out. These people are, are on the edge of their seat wondering I'm going to ravioli sandwich. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, 12 grain. You like a 12 grain? You like a sourdough? Fine. We'll go with your sourdough. You make a sourdough bread, you toast How it. How about just an Italian bread for a ravioli sandwich? Well, I'm too crusty. You don't like a crusty? No, because the point is soft. You'll see when I tell you how to All make right. it. What about you put it on a bun? No, too crusty. Listen to me. Get a saw, and because that's why sourdoughs also got the chew to it. You don't want to chew. You want the you want the sandwich and the, you want the bread and the ravioli to become one. All right. So uh, so get it. We'll get a wheat. You like a wheat? Can we do it in a bread bowl? God damn it! What is wrong with you? Why are you trying to mess with perfection? <laughs> Hamburger bun. Listen to me. You go ahead and you take whatever wheat, twelve gram, whatever you like. All right. And wheat. You, you I'll go it. with wheat. All right. We toast it, and you take it out, and you put basically a half a stick of butter on this on these two pieces of bread. Spread it. Yes. Yeah, spread okay. it like you're making toast. All right. But I mean. So you can wring out the bread. I mean, it's fucking right. soaked. It sounds healthy. And you've made you've made ravioli before this. Clearly, don't don't make the toast and then cook the ravioli because then you're, it's, you're I'm screwed. Yeah, you're ruined. So make the ravioli. It's steaming in the in the colander. You make the bread. You and you put the butter on it like a half, literally a half stick. It's just All dripping right. with butter. And then you put like five pieces of ravioli on it and you close it up and that's a goddamn. Is ravioli. there sauce on the ravioli? No, plain cheese oh, ravioli. No. Yes. No. No. Buttery. No. I want some sauce on no. it like a meatball sandwich. Oh, no, it's buttery and terrific. It's, it, it becomes one amalgam of genius. It's it, I, I I would call it garbage. That's my I, diet since I one hundred percent thought there was going to be sauce. No on this. noodles and bread and butter and cheese. What what do you what else do you want? It's delicious. Are, okay, are we grilling this then? Like a no, like a grilled cheese sandwich because no, you have the butter on both sides. You can make it no because the bread has got the butter and it's soaked it up like a sponge. And then it soaks into the ravioli and you're biting it. And then the cheesy goodness in the middle of the noodles. But the butter's touching the ravioli. It's not oh, on the yeah. outside of the bread. No, you're squishing it. It makes a sandwich. It's like if you made uh like you made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the peanut butter and jelly on the inside. Right. Okay, it's just butter on both sides the on, on, on the bread on the inside. I'm, and then you put the five raviolis, six raviolis, bang, you make a sandwich. I'm afraid to try this. Is it cheese ravioli or beef? Cheese. I'm afraid to try it because I'm afraid that it'll be so delicious that I will not be able to eat anything else. Yes, I look. I I, I wish you could can, pretend this was wrong, but I'm telling you, it's, it is delicious. Can you have a side of marinara and you dip the corner into it? If you're a heathen, yes. Uh, <laughs> what beverage pairs with that? <laughs> whatever you got, grape juice, penicillin. Uh, I, do whatever you want to do with it. Make it your. And here's the thing: make it your own. I'm, I'm not, I'm no chef who guards his recipe. Do whatever you'd like to, to whore it up, whatever you need to do for your, your lunch. But I like, I like rye bread soaked to the gills with butter and ravioli on it. Let's get it trending. Hashtag ravioli sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be, I won't. Chef Schmitty. I will not be satisfied until a listener dies. Chef Schmitty. And chef is spelled with an S-C-H. Oh, there you go. What do you think of that? I'd like enjoy it. Chef. Chef Schmitty. So we do a, we do a Monday movie night. We usually watch two movies, but instead we watch one and I coerce Mike to sit behind the mics and, and, and record. But first of all, uh, we watched a, a movie you had never seen before. I had not. And I had only seen once in the movie theater. And it's, a, it's of a franchise that I love until this movie drops. We watched A Good Day to Die Hard. Yes, we did. 
Scale of one to ten. Well, I had not seen it uh, when it came out. Scale of one to ten. Uh, we talked <laughs> earlier, and I've been pondering it, and I'm I'm going to say a four. Okay, that's pretty bad. Well, the and the but the reason it gets a four is because it has really huge action sequences, like monstrous set pieces. So you're giving it a four for the action sequences only. Yes, because everything else is horrible. In my opinion, yes. I, I thought the dialogue is stilted. I thought they took a, a beloved character who we all want to like, and they made him a jerk. Mm-hmm. He's rude and mean to his son, like throughout the movie, and he's a smartass. And and I understand tough love dad. Uh, I, if I mean to him, he'll he'll respond. And and but it just and again silliness. Like there's so many parts. Look. They should have died 30 times. Easily. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's, and you have to really suspend your disbelief in this one because big I mean, time. And even in Die they're Hard crashing stuff. through glass windows and, and through, you know, like the beam that that's between the glass windows, like McLean breaks through one of those. And it's not just, it's not, it's like a giant thick beam. Yes. And then it is a barrel roll and he stands up. Yeah. I told Mike, I go, <laughs> I, he's walking. I don't walk that good after I put the Christmas lights up. Yeah. We, we saw him <laughs> in the beginning. He flips a car five times oh my God. on other cars. Yes. Not just on a street. And then it lands and the windshield's busted out all the glass. He's not even bleeding when he gets he's not out even of the bleeding. Car. Then he cracks wise to no one because he's in a car by himself and he rams this other car and he goes, knock, knock. Yep. Well, no one can hear him, but me, Yeah, <laughs> the audience, it's, but it's so stupid. It's, you know what this movie is in a, uh, I, this, this, I'm, you know what? I just thought of this and it's true. This movie is charmless Yeah, because you want to love John McClane and you don't, you don't which makes you at not, all. you don't, you identify with this kid who thinks his dad's a jag off. Yeah. And so you're like, you're rooting for the kid and then he's mean to the kids. So now you don't like him even more. Yeah. And again, it's one of these movies and I've talked about this before. Um, gigantic movie, you know, you die hard, $80 million, whatever the fuck it mm-hmm. costs to make. And, uh, and there's eight people in it. There's a daughter, there's a villain, there's another villain, there's a, another gunman, and then the McLeans. And then there's a, a 300 people that got killed. Yeah. Yeah, all the red shirts from Star Trek eat it. Yep. And then there, there's this, again, a, a scene where these are the most vicious murderers in And Russia. these are actors we don't, there's really only one name actor in it, Bruce yeah. Willis. And these are vicious murderers in Russia. They actually, they stage a, a, a raid on a courtroom and they kill everybody in the courtroom. Anybody, a guy moves once, they just shoot him twice in the head. They right. double tap everybody in the room. Yep. But then they get the McLeans dead to rights, 12 <laughs> guns pointed at their faces. Chat with them. And they have a conversation. And you, then one of them does a dance. You Americans make me sick. I don't like you. And do you know why? Terrible. Yeah. So dumb. Just fucking double tap. I could have been the dancer. Oh God. Eating a carrot. The dumbest conceit of all time. Just so, so silly. Then the McLeans start laughing because the, the son pulls a knife out of his back pocket and he starts cutting his zip tie that his hands are hooked with in the back. And, and then, uh, John McLean sees that and it's so obvious that he sees it. Yeah. They're, they're surrounded. Well, that's another point. They're surrounded. There's two guys behind them. Yeah. And he is cutting his zip tie with a knife behind him and nobody notices. No. Yeah. It's a mess. And then they start to laugh as that's their diversion. And it works. Yeah, and then the guy goes, oh, and the villain is eating a carrot for no reason. Yes. And at no point do they make a what's up, Doc joke or anything. No. There were three different Easter egg moves. Uh, they, they, You know what? They hit the Gruber one. Yeah. Good for them. But then there's three different ones that they could have had, that would, which would have called back to Die Hard, and uh, and they didn't do them. And I'm like, how do you miss those? Uh, you're talking about the Hans Gruber scene where, they, where he... Uh, 
where he falls off the building at the. If you haven't seen Die Hard, Spoilers. it happens at the end. Spoilers. Uh, do you know about the filming of that scene? I don't. Um, John McTiernan uh, told him that they would drop him like on three, and they they dropped him like on one, and that's why his face. Oh, good. Is like that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, because they knew he wasn't going to get hurt because it's yeah. all rigged and everything. But they're like, but they dropped him early to get that reaction. That's a great because you know what? That's a great reaction because. In his mind, like you said, he knows he's not going to get hurt. Right. But in his mind, he's going, oh, I got to do this fall again. You know what I mean? Like, right, they right. just messed up. They screwed up. That's right. a, it's that kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And uh, and when you look at that face, I, I I always wonder, I'm like, how would you how would you even, like, muster up that emote to make the face? And, yeah. oh, I, they drop you early. That's how, yeah. So there's no acting involved. <laughs> None. They do it. They just shove you off a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's my school of acting. Look. Uh, whatever you told me we're going to do, do something different. And then re the reaction you get will be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, um, I have to say this cause I was proud of it, but when we're watching this movie and they wind up in Chernobyl. All right. It's like this whole thing takes place in Russia. There's car chases and bullshit and it's insanity. Yeah. And, uh, no police anywhere. In no, Russia. no, not at all. And I, and I, and, and I even said at one point, I go, this is a big news day in Moscow. Cause like 200 people are dead. There's a, there's a car chase mm -hmm. that kills uh, 70. You know, if there's explosions. a car chase in LA, every news is on yes. it. Yeah. And, and it's just some drunk guy driving <laughs> down the PCH. And there's a courtroom raid where a billionaire is absconded. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what the news people are doing. They don't know what to cover it, first. Yeah, it's insane. So I look at Pat finally near the end. I mean, there's, it's just, everything's happening. There's yeah. a, this dude is dying and that's, this chick's in a helicopter, whatever the fuck. And I looked at him and I go, I go, they need to make Die Hard 6 because I need to see these two answer for all of the havoc they have wreaked in Moscow during this mission. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because they're on here. It's supposed to be a secret CIA mission. <laughs> and they essentially dig up Brezhnev and hang him from a flagpole. I mean, like they are, they are just doing the most mm -hmm. unbelievable stuff and getting away with it. And I just, so I said to Pat, I just, I just want the agent to look at him and go, so you've, you've captured, uh, Yuri, you have him yes. in your command. Yes, I do. Uh, this is after the initial, uh, mission has been burnt, but now you have him in custody. Mm -hmm. I finally got him. And, uh, and what do you do next? I, I threw him uh, off the roof into a helicopter blade. <sighs> Agent McClain. <laughs> That's, I just want the guy to take his glasses <laughs> off and pinch his he, nose. He's exasperated. <laughs> he just beyond Agent, belief. Could, could you repeat that for the courtroom? Agent McClain. I mean, just because <laughs> he murdered, he straight up murders a guy. Yeah. The guy they've been chasing the whole movie. He finally catches him. And then he throws him into a helicopter, into, yep. into a propeller, yep. off of a roof, just pitches him into it. it and then the daughter, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, you're never going to see it. Then the daughter decides on a suicide mission to get revenge for her dad. It's so dumb. Do you think there's anyone else in the world that watched A Good Day to Die Hard today? <laughs> no, but let me ask you this. I always think stuff like that. I'm like, we might be <laughs> the only people watching this today. True, but I always think stuff like this, and, and it's because of, and I'll relate why afterwards. Do you think there's anybody in the world whose favorite movie they've ever seen is A Good Day to Die Hard? I do. Right? There's someone that thinks that's the best movie ever. So we're making fun of it, and it's because I, you know what I thought of that was when we went to see Bob Seger. Yeah. And we were sitting there, I seen me, you, Siegel, and Jimmy. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're cracking wise because, you know, Bob's got gray hair. And it's just me, you, and Siegel. Is it? Okay. We're having yeah. a good time and, uh, and we're talking. We're, we're, we're being yeah. comedians. Having we're, a fun time. Yeah. We're being silly. And a woman turns to us and shushes us all. Shh. Stop. <laughs> what are you doing? Like she was really mad. And we kind of looked at her abruptly like, oh, and she mm -hmm. turns back to watch the show. And, uh, and I, I don't know if I felt lower 
in my life, certainly in a, in a situation like that, mm-hmm. because in my head I went, she probably, she's been waiting her, what if she's been waiting her whole life it's the to first see time Caesar. she's ever seen him. She's paid a babysitter. She's already, she's disappointed. Looked forward to it for a m- months when she got the tickets, yeah. bought them, you know, right away. And I, I felt so terrible. Like, and, and I would have repeatedly apologized mm-hmm. if it wouldn't been interrupting the show for her even more. Right. But I felt I was appropriately shamed because I, I, it was this moment where I went, this might be her Woodstock. This could be her us festival. She loves Bob yeah. Seger at the forum. So much. Always wanted to see him. And to us, it was just because we go to so many concerts and we see right. so many. We're bands. spoiled. Yeah. And so we're and, just so, like, and we get in free a lot so that you're even more spoiled. Exactly. So I from that from that show on, I've always been very careful not to to ru- like to laugh or ruin things now, in earshot of people. That's also the show where you were going to take your, you're taking your watch off to, uh, in case you were going to fight the guy that was in the, uh, no, wasn't that, AC, that was ACDC, wasn't it? No, this cause Siegel, was Siegel was with us. Cause okay. he's like, don't take your fucking watch off. We're 40. <laughs> we're not fighting anyone. Well, Put your watch my... back on. <laughs> you go, hold my dude, hold my watch. I'm like, hold your watch. Well, yeah. And Siegel goes, what did he say? He goes, he said, hold my watch. He's like, for what? I think he's going to fight this drunk well, guy. He's going to smoke a guy. <laughs> Well, because that happened again. Remember what ACDC were upstairs? And it's he, everywhere. Everywhere I am is where this happens. Well, because that drunk dude kept banging into you guys. He's banging into you, banging into you. And I go, switch with me. And, and we did. We switched. And he tried to bang. And I fucking banged him to the floor. And he sat down. And he didn't fucking do it anymore. You know, that's that's it's just silly. Why do I... Why do I draw a bad element at a concert? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's always where I'm, I, I don't know what, I don't know what attraction. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And now I'm, I like, now I just roll my eyes. I'm like, again, what I believe me, I'm, I'm never taking my watch off again. I don't, Please I don't, don't. you're not I don't. even, you're not wearing one or not. Does that mean that you're going to fight right now? <laughs> we'll see if Sue pops in. Who knows? What's I don't know in your pile happen. there on the table? You got a lot of stuff there. I, got a I feel like you need a fanny pack <laughs> i got a wall i got pockets but i'm sitting at your your uncomfortable card table <laughs> is it uncomfortable uh well i'm a giant that doesn't help um but i have a what phone wallet keys glasses all right your wallet looks gigantic you know why because during the pandemic i'll go to the grocery store or to eat mm-hmm. and uh and you just throw a receipt in your wallet and i haven't taken any of them out so that <laughs> right. you can see i pull it like none a, of this is necessary but it's a all. really giant wallet well, it's a grown-up wallet. It's like you don't you don't do this anymore. I mean, but I've yeah. I've always carried a wallet. I mean, I've I've received money clips as gifts. I've yeah. received things like that, and just never been able to make the transition um, over to from wallet. It looks I like just... the wallet Captain Dobie from Starsky and Hutch would carry. <laughs> well, I like a wallet like I like a wallet like this because I like to play G Man. And this is not a joke. When I was a little kid, this is the wallet I wanted because I go, it. I'm G Man. All right, you just flip it open and you show your ID. You know, I'm G Man. You got, you got no credit cards or anything in there. It's just your Well, license. it's funny you would say that, but if you look, that's what's there. But you have all these slots for your credit cards, but you have them all together like a deck of cards. Yes, and then the day that those all, you drop your wallet and they all fall out mm-hmm. all over the ground, then you'll stuff them in this pouch so they don't fall out anymore. Because I used to have a lot of credit cards. Okay. I used to, literally used to have like 11 credit mm-hmm. cards in addition to whatever, SAG card, whatever, and those all went in the slots. Okay. And then uh, my wife left me and everything went to hell and all the credit cards were basically fucking garbage. Okay. So I had to take them out. So you can't put two things in the slots because they fall out all the time. I'm getting you a new wallet for your birthday. <laughs> I No, because uh, you know what? A, a listener got me a wallet for Christmas that I have in a box at my house. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful wallet. I love taking like my old stuff out of my old wallet and putting it in a nice new wallet. You didn't grow up poor. As a poor person, I will hold this until it falls <laughs> into ribbons. It's almost there. No, it's not almost. Look at that. That's like, it's what, that's that much. I still got all that before it tears. Okay. So 
And again, we're going to get to music in a minute. <laughs> this is your show, buddy. We're going to get to music in a minute. When, when you say, so when you say you, you grew up poor and then you say, I didn't grow up poor. My, I have working class parents and we were like, we we're, we we're definitely middle class. Uh-huh. But what were you, so you're saying you were lower yes. middle class. Yeah. Okay. I was poor. All right. We, we were homeless. All right. Well, that's. My yeah. family was homeless for about five days. We slept in a car. Um, okay. And then we wound up staying in hotels and we stayed in people's basements. Okay. Uh, you, well, let's, let's, this took a turn. Well, let's start with the baseline of uh, you had middle class parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a dad. All right. My dad was a drunk. Oh, John McClain. <laughs> well, Bad dad like John McClain. If I go to Russia and my dad shows up, we got a real fucking story. <laughs> um, well, he shows up for the vodka. I'm sorry, vodka. <laughs> well, better be some good vodka to get him out of the ground. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, he's a, uh, so he, he's a, a complete mess. I mean, okay. He's, he's terrible. And, uh, you know, I saw real bad things with him as a kid. And then we wind up, all right, I will, I will tell you this, this right here will answer all your questions. Okay. All right. My mom was married to my dad. Now, I'm not forcing you to tell a story on the show. If this is a story that you've told me in private, I don't want you to do. I don't know. I've told this story on my show. Everybody, right. everybody knows this. I have, I, there's not this a lot of kind secrets. of a promo for your show. Then. <laughs> certainly listen to this, get a load of this, everybody. <laughs> Uh, this, this previously an- on the 40 year old boy, <laughs> this anecdote alone will give you an, an, a window All into right. what my childhood was like. Okay. Okay. Uh, my mom was married to my dad and my dad was a, he was an abusive drunk. Okay. Uh, you know, one time we actually, you know, he'd hit my mom. We saw all these things. He tried to break her arm. We ran down the street for help. A lot of things like that. Uh, I, I hate to interrupt, but is he, a, <laughs> is he a big dude? Yeah, he's six four. Okay, you and know. you you guys are not to your full size yet. So. No, this is this is in seventy three. So mm-hmm. I'm six. Okay, so you, okay, so it's not like you guys can defend your mom at six. No. Okay. No, uh, and and don't want to. It's our dad. We don't know what the fuck to do. Okay. So um so we whatever the fuck. So that all, we saw a lot of stuff like that happen, and he would come home. He would get drunk. He literally came home once. He'd gotten jumped in a bar, beaten up, broken mm-hmm. his ribs. I saw my dad literally wake up in the middle of the night and go to the living room and piss on the floor like he thought he was in a bathroom. He was so drunk. Hmm. So whatever. So, but it, all of that is just look. All of that is gilding the lily because here's the story that'll knock you on your ass. <laughs> uh, my mom and dad were married. We lived in Chicago, thirty three fifty nine South Bell, directly across from Everett. Head School. over there, get your picture taken. There you go. Send it to us. I'll send you a and, rock solid pin. <laughs> We were there and we lived in this house and uh, it was owned by my grandparents, okay. my, my paternal grandparents. And then my dad would get drunk and all these bad things happened. And my mom finally steeled herself and filed for divorce from my father. She okay. had to because he was abusing uh, her and he was a bad dad. He was drunk. It was just bad, a bad influence. Not she good. had to get away. Okay. And uh, my paternal grandparents evicted my mom and us kids. Wow. The, because she the asshole for, does not fall fall far from the tree because she filed for divorce and we she didn't have a car we didn't have anything wow and that's when we lived my, my uncle on my mom you know my mom's sister's husband who's a godsend he owned a gas station mm-hmm. and he grew to own the biggest towing company in the city of chicago and he always had cars and he gave my mom a car okay and uh we lived in that car for like two days and then we a couple days i think three days and then we wound up um we but we go eat and whatever in places and so you never had a relationship with those grandparents ever again um uh, <laughs> what's uh i you know me and yeah I, i'm a, i have a lot of you in me mm-hmm. so no i i have not you're done we actually went back once um because my father wind up dying it, it winds up dying in 1980 okay uh, he actually dies uh, the day before my birthday. 
So we have to go to Wisconsin for the funeral. And my mom still wants to maintain, he was your father. Mm -hmm. We need to go. So we go up there and we see the grandparents. We see all these people. And, uh, and, um, we're supposed to get some of my father's things. Uh, he wasn't rich, but he had like his his naval uniform, his pin, you know, his Navy ring. These things were ours. And, uh, you know, I should say that is, that comes later after 1980. That's in like, this is in like 1983 or, okay. or 84. We go up to get the things we want. And basically I almost punched my grandfather in the face. There's almost a fight in the driveway because they won't give us the stuff. My stepdad goes after him and I'm, I'm going after him. They hold us back. It's, it's just a, yeah, I don't have a relationship with Peepaw, them. you son of a bitch. <laughs> just a bad person. Yeah. And there, and, and my grandmother on that side was not a bad person, mm-hmm. but she was a, a, a sad, quiet person yep, who so let him dominate yep, and towed you know, the line, did what he said. Yeah. All right. And you know, my aunt, uh, cause I, this is totally true. Like probably eight years ago, uh, a, a letter came to my house from my dad's brother, a handwritten letter okay. checking up on me and everything like that. And I was fucking, who cares? I don't care. Uh, I know. Just don't care. I get it. And I also I know what you're talking about. I, a few years ago, um, my aunt, my, my dad's sister friended me on Facebook delete delete not interested not interested <laughs> not in- but but i will say i do have siblings who have relationships with these and that's people. fine you're fine with that they can do whatever they want yeah but then the, when they come to me with the it's been a long no no, no way no, not long enough no way partner yeah so for me so so there you go so we well, we it was it was it could be, so we were poor it was rough and for a while we we're on welfare whatever the whole deal i mean the whole deal let me see if i can pivot from this happy story <laughs> to our topic which is remembering EVH is what I'm sure. calling it. And um, boy, this is just going to be a sad show top to bottom. Yeah. We'll try to crack wise, right? I, I hope so. So Eddie Van Halen passed away this past week. Yeah. And first person I thought about was you. First person that popped in my head. When I, it pops up on my Twitter, Eddie Van Halen's dead. Or I think Kyle tweet, texted me, Eddie Van Halen died. And, uh, and you're the first person I thought of because I know how much Eddie Van Halen means to you, much in the same way as uh, Jeff Tate and uh, Tom Petty. He was the first one I thought of when yeah. Tom Petty died. So um, now for me, I, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't shocked the way I was when Tom Petty died because I knew that Eddie Van Halen had been sick. Mm. And so when someone's sick and they pass, you just go, oh, we, did, we just didn't know how bad it, it was. Yeah. But like Tom Petty was like an out of the blue thing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it was different. So it wasn't shocking. It wasn't, I wasn't shocked, but I was certainly, you know, taken aback and sad. Yeah. Because, um, because he's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And it's too soon. Yeah. And it's too soon because he's, he's not old. No, he's He's 65 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's, uh. So we're going to remember him. (laughs) I'm laughing because. Well, it's terrible. It's, it's I terrible. Mean, it's, it's, I, I saw it, you know, I was in my house and I was getting ready to start my day because it's 11 in the morning or whatever. And, uh, the initial report I saw was TMZ. You can't believe those fuckers. Well, that's the thing is you hope that they're wrong because they were wrong once before on him. Yeah. yeah. They messed it up before. And so, but then that is in my brain too. That I was like, well, they're not going to fuck this up twice. Yeah. And you immediately Google. And I saw Wolf. Uh, I saw Wolf's he tweeted. statement. Yeah, all right. He put out a statement, and I was, and then I. It's Wolfgang Van Halen for people yeah, that yeah. don't know. Yeah, and I just, and I, I literally. Did you cry? I've been crying for a week. I cried on my show. I cry. I can't stop crying. Honestly, 
<laughs> when we play music, is it going to make you cry? I might cry talking about him. I don't know. All right. Well, I, yeah, it's fine with you. I'm crying on the show. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it, is it too soon for you to be here to do this? Yeah. <laughs> you could have said no. Well, I, but what are you going to do? Put it all, it's, it happened and you yeah. do a current show. Oh, we could wait understand. for a year and do it. Well, as long as you are not uncomfortable. I'm with not uncomfortable with anything. But, but I will be emotional. This right. is someone who's been in my life since I was 11 years old. Um, you know, and as a kid who, you know, there were with your moments alone or moments where, you know, again, like you, <laughs> you looked for relief wherever you could find it mm-hmm. when you were growing up and things were, were a mystery or a coin flip. Right. You know, I, all of us in our adolescence were looking for some sort of anchor and he became that for me for a long time and, and, and has been, you know, for now going on 40 years, you know what I mean? So 42 years, he's been a part of my life. So yeah, it, it, I was shocked actually how sad I was because again, I also know he's sick, right? Yeah. You know, we both, we've talked about it before. Yeah. You never know which celebrity or musician is going to pass that's going to hit you when, you know, I've well, I, but I knew, <laughs> but I knew how he would hit me because I, well, I, yeah, I yeah. even said yeah. it on my show, I think a year ago or so. And I, uh, I think we were talking about, um, Tom Petty may, might've even been Tom yeah. Petty. And I said, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do if Eddie dies. I said, I don't, I don't even have any idea. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, we had to find out. Yeah. I don't know who I'm trying. I'm looking around my wall at the, the framed albums and stuff. I don't know who it would be. I don't know who it would be that'll make me super sad, but, uh, Tom Petty did make me cry cause I wasn't expecting that at yeah. all. Why? Well, cause I, to me in my, even in my brain, I tried to think, cause you, like you said, who would be the, you know, mm-hmm. the, I, I was the first guy you thought of. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of how, who you would be. Tom, you were the first guy I thought of for Tom Petty because I texted you right away. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously any of, any of Rick or Robin or, or any of those guys. Yeah, I mean. Um, and then also Pete Townsend probably would be, would be the yeah, first Yeah, Daltrey, you know, Jagger. I mean, I like all those, those guys. Yeah, but they're, but who's baked into the fabric of Pat Francis? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I don't, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. Like, even when you say Rick and Robin, Cheap Trick's my favorite band, but I don't know. But but I won't, let me say this to you, because I speculated this about this on my show. Uh, I, mean, I guess it, David Coverdale? Uh, could be. Well, it it waylaid me. I mean, it, it just, it really, I was wrecked. I mean, I, I won't even, I mean, I spent that day crying in my apartment, and I, I, I was supposed to stream on Twitch and play video games and mm. stuff. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then in my head, I was like, do it, do it to get away from this for. And did a while. it help? Did you forget about it for that time? It certainly helped. I didn't forget about it. I didn't. I didn't want to talk about it because I knew if I talked about it, I was going to go to fucking pieces mm-hmm. on camera. But I did at the end of the stream. I said, Hey, look, this has been the worst of days, and I'm glad I did this, you know. And uh, but then of course we finished, and I started listening to music and sad again. <laughs> and I think I actually watched movies with with uh, Bridget, and then. Um, but still it was always in my head. Yeah. It was in my head that night. It was in my head when I went to sleep. It's been in my head for a week. I can't, I listen to music. I, I today, you know, and again, just when you think you're, you know, you're, you're building up some sort of tolerance or you're putting, or the scab might start to form, uh, today Valerie put out a, a Instagram oh, story. Oh, I saw that. And it was like a video to with 316. To 316. With the kids, yeah. Because I closed my show with 316. So 316 is an instrumental that Eddie wrote. It's on the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge album. 316 stands for March 16th. That's Wolfgang's uh, birthday. That's his only child. Yes. And when Valerie was pregnant, he would put the guitar on her stomach and he would play this piece of music. Mm-hmm. 
and then it finds its way onto this album and bonus for you if you have a cassette player uh put your counter at zeros and then play from side one and then flip it over to side two and when 316 ends your tape counters on 316 which that, that blew seemed, me away when I saw it. It seems like a lot of work. It was it was pretty I don't know if they even meant it. It would freak me out when I first fucking saw That's it. It's very strange. Yeah. So so let me speculate on this because you're we don't know who your guy would be that reaches you, but I said this on my on, And you know what? It's probably gonna be someone that I've had a chance to interview. True. But also but also let me advance this theory in that you are a you're a man. You are a grown man with a family I and a wife. Don't and, know about any of this. And, and children, and and you have other things to worry about. Okay. And I speculated about whether or not I was so sad because I don't have those things. Mm-hmm. I don't have a wife and kids and a mortgage and a real. Mm-hmm. I'm still a child in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, I might be 53, but I'm also streaming video games and and whatever the you know what I mean. Right. I'm here watching Die Hard on a Monday night because I, yeah. I don't have to tell somebody I got something well, to do. You know well, what I mean. I have all those things that you mentioned, and I'm watching well, Die Hard on a Monday night too. But if we're being truly honest, you're kind of doing this for me too. I mean, you're. Oh you're, no, it's fun. I, no, because I, it's fun for us to hang out. But I'm saying, no, it is. Yeah. So I, but oh, so I don't know that it's going to end when when the pandemic ends. It might be every day. This um, might be every Monday. Well, I dude, I pitched that to you when we watched fucking Doctor Detroit. I said all the guys should come here once a week. And I don't want to have movie. all the guys over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just, I wonder if I was so devastated because I don't have real things to worry about. Maybe that's. And, I mean, that's a good call. So when you and and I'm not embarrassed for how I feel. Like I did. I was a little weirded out because I was again genuinely shocked at how sad I was. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I couldn't control how I was crying. I wasn't like I was making tears. You happen. were sobbing. I wasn't wistful. I wasn't like, oh. I mean, I was fucking destroyed and and have been for days now. You know what I mean? I, I didn't record my show until Friday um, because I wasn't sure I could do it on on fucking Wednesday. Right. And then Thursday, I was like, well, I'll just wait. I, this weird, just weirdness. And I'll and and look, I also look for any opportunity to put the show a couple days later because I'm being a fucking idiot these days. But but I but I I couldn't talk about it without losing it. Yeah, you know. And 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 then I did the show, and you know, wound up you know the show is the show, um, and that helped. It it did help to do that show. Cathartic. But, uh, yeah, it was. What's but, that word mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> But yeah, but then over the weekend, I, I found distractions. We played poker. I watched football. I, I watched movies with Bridget. I did these things and kind of kept my mind up. But but when I'm not doing those things, he's in my earbuds. Or, well, here or, we go. All right. You shut me up? <laughs> no. That's, I don't blame you. I, I, I just, I'll talk about it forever. So get sit on me, please. Well, look, when I asked Mike to come over and do this, I didn't want him to have to like sift through and pick songs and do homework because I thought that might be too much. So here's where the song list is going to come from, Mike. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other day, a couple days ago in the Los Angeles Times, they uh, they have an article called Remembering Eddie Van Halen, His 20 Greatest Performances. Now, you and I might not agree that these are his 20 famous, uh, what do I want to say? 20 greatest performances. Yes, but but, this is the baseline you've chosen to work from for this show. Yes, and, um, and there's no doubt about it that these are great performances. So that's where we're going to go. That's what we're going to use as our playlist. And uh, I think this might be the longest intro before playing music ever on the show, but I'm fine with it. I apologize. I'm not going to cut any of it. All right. Except that part where you told me to go get you some fucking water (laughs) because the mics were rolling. Um, This guy, these are also in chronological order. Okay. Okay. Sure. 
Did I cut well, you well, off? Wait, it seemed wait, like no. you went high. Well, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. They're not his 20 greatest performances if you can list them in chronological order then. Fuck them. What do you mean? You can't tell me that the first, this, oh, here's his greatest performance of all time. Number one no, 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 is no, from no. Van Halen 1. No, it's not. They're not numbered. They're not like uh, from 20 to number one. They, they're just, these are the, his, this is this guy's list. But in the article, he lists them chronologically. Oh, I see. Okay. Like he doesn't say like. Got it. It's not like a list of 20. To, and the, here's the right. number one all time Eddie Van Halen. Exactly. Got yeah. It. It's not like that. It's not like a countdown. It's not a Casey Kasem. I wasn't sure. Situation. I don't know how newspapers work their business these days. It's not a Ryan Seacrest situation. I'm not aware of how they handle their things. So we're going to go to Van Halen one. All right. All right. Now, what I did was a lot of the songs start out with the great. We're 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 really only going to hear Eddie tonight. Like we're we're not even really going to hear any Dave. Hardly any. It's like I get right to the Eddie of these songs. Yeah. Go ahead. What are you going to say? You don't want me to say it. What'd you say? This is my. I did this on my show. I don't. I, I don't want to be stepping on it. But literally, I use. I took riffs from. I. It's music and me. That's fine. All right, as long as you're not mad. I, I mean, Why would I, I be I, mad? You did you did a show before me I know. like this. Well, because I don't want you to think that I cribbed any. I mean, I, but it's already done. It's in the can, so it's not like I stole it. All right, whatever the fuck. Right, well, I'm going to put this one out tonight. <laughs> when does yours drop? Mine went out Friday. Oh, are you dick? And let me tell everybody, go listen to it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. If you enjoy this, uh, but you didn't enjoy me, then go listen to Mike's episode. <laughs> well, it's a pretty deep Man, dive. Man, I would have really liked that episode if Pat would have shut <laughs> it's up. It's a very deep dive. We're not going to go as deep, because you said it's like, th your episode is like three hours and 45 minutes. It's Yeah, 337, I think. 337. It's me talking and his Why music didn't you have just... it be three hours and 16 minutes I long? tried. I, I literally, when I went to build it, <laughs> I'm not joking. You tried. When I, well, because when I finished, I just talked and when it was done, yeah. it was done. And then I was at like, I was at like 340, but that was before building it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, maybe by one, cause you have to yeah. trim the ends of song. Yeah. You know what you do. You gotta, yeah. so I'm like, maybe as I'm building this, it'll get, and cause I was like, I wanted it so desperately. Let me run this by you right now. We are at 49 minutes. Do you want to go to 5150? <laughs> Whatever you want to call do. it a show. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, what if you just read the list and we were like, good night. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, but okay. I wanted that so bad to be 316. I'm not joking. I, I thought I actually made it a, when it was done and I went to build the show, I go, that's a possibility, but no, I, I overshot. I'll read a little bit of what's in this article too. And here we go. Van Halen's first chart hit wasn't a densely composed original, but a cover of the kinks, stupid, brilliant power chord classic. Yet Eddie's squealing lead lines undeniably announced the arrival of a new kind of guitar hero. So we're going to hear the intro and then I'm going to jump into some meat. Some meat, I tell you. Here we go. Here we go. Play. Please play. Here we go. Why won't it play? I don't know. I'm clicking on it. This is stupid. I, oh, whoop, I heard something. Wait, I, there we go. So just that opening riff yes. is just amazing. Yes. I'm going to run out of words to describe things tonight. So it'll be like, that's just amazing. Well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll fill in the gaps. Fill it in. All right. Uh, I don't count that as an Eddie Van Halen riff and it shouldn't be on the list. Because it's a Dave Davies riff. Yes. I understand. I, I, 
And that's fine. I'm sure on this list, I will, I will have this argument or this discussion many times. You're 100% correct about that though. He yeah. didn't, but, but, the, but the sound of his guitar is unique. There, well, it's, it, it's Eddie. I mean, yeah. it, that was the whole thing is he was Eddie no matter what he, he was on Saturday Night Live with G.E. Smith playing some swing song and he's Eddie Van Halen. Right. It doesn't matter. Everything he did, he sounded like Eddie Van Halen. And, and he even said that in interviews. He's like, I tried to play cover tunes. We play at Gazzari's. We play three sets a night. I had to play cover tunes, but it always sounded like me. It's and he good. Goes, and honestly, that's a really good thing, I guess, because I never had to worry about not sounding like me. So let's jump into the middle of You Really Got Me. And this this is an Eddie thing, because uh, Dave Davies doesn't do the same solo as sure. Eddie does. So here we go. So that's Eddie Van. Yeah, there's there's not much doubt about that. His his uh, again, he's everything he did was his. I will be uh, after that one. I will be um, I will be uh, fading these up. I blew us out of our buckets. <laughs> blew us out of our buckets. Well, I like that. it. You know, again, I I'm all about loud, but I mean, I you know, especially when it comes to him. I know, so. but it can't. You know, if you're if you're listening to this show and all yes. of a sudden, burn. Yeah, did, um, I, well, I had because I, I did so much music this week too. I had to actually consider that. You blew out your uh, your fucking ears. <laughs> did um. Did you bring your air guitar with you tonight? Uh, always. Yeah, yeah. How do you Do you want to go get it? Is it in the is it in the is it in the car? Or do no, you have I, it? I've got it handy. Let me right see. Now. It. Uh, hold on. How oh my that? god, look at that thing. You like that, friend? I like the I like how you painted it. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to uh to number two, according right. to this gentleman. It's from the same album. There's a lot from the first album because yeah. it's it's classic. Yes. Ain't talking about love. Less a love song than a creep show scored by Eddie and his guitar. You know, I, I don't know if I like how this guy is phrasing stuff. Oh, I agree with you. I, and it, did um, you read this article? I did. Yeah. yeah. It's, um... Because I didn't read this. I just I just looked at the list and I pulled the songs. I didn't read what he was <laughs> writing. I kind of don't like how he writes. Well, it's, it's, uh... You're, you're trying... They're trying hard... Let's put it this way. This guy's not a Van Halen fan. I don't mean to be mean. Yeah. But like, you know, the, the crescendos that hit you in your diaphragm. <laughs> Wait a like, minute. So Bill Cosby's? <laughs> it might a, be. It might be. Who is this? Uh, by August Brown. It's by a bunch of people. August Brown, Susie Exposito, Randall Roberts, and Mikhail Wood. And it's, bec- look, I mean, because rock and roll music is is inherently difficult to mm-hmm. write like you just said i'm gonna run out of words besides amazing yeah you know so you have to start going to you know the the floral pattern of the sound and notes exploded over the jim dandy-esque lead singer <laughs> I, I mean yes you, because you've got to that's what you're yeah. trying to do you can't just say hey man that fucking concert was awesome you yeah. know what i mean you yeah you have to do this no i mean if you're if you're a writer you, you just can't say that yeah but but this fucking shakespeare he's just like uh the thing with eddie he took six yeah. strings and made him sound like six less of a love song than a creep show shut up and, i and, hate it and i hate that line i don't like it either um but again i i won't criticize him because that's what he does and that's how he does it and he was handed this assignment and uh and who knows this you know you like van halen no this is your son well, you know mm. i don't know i guess so i'll bet i'll bet i'll bet august brown's 29 years old you yeah. know what i mean he doesn't you know and and 
I, th- but that's why you and I are, are surviving. Yeah. So I can do a three and a half hour show about Eddie and you can talk about Eddie with me. And you know, there were people who lived yeah. through it and were there and it means something. This guy's like, why couldn't the guitarist from Buck Cherry have died? No, he doesn't like Buck. This guy likes Buck Cherry. No, sure no. he does. No, he does not. He doesn't. This, that's not a young this band. This guy listens to Peter Buck's kids friends band <laughs> and 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 wonders why peter buck isn't in the room so we can talk to him i mean there, there's no doubt this guy is just he's that's what he is or or he's listening to fucking i uh, hate this guy this guy's just making trap beats in his basement between writing articles this guy's I mean, an and, asshole i don't hate august brown i love him certainly he's one of the best journalists in the world however you're just sometimes is there a you guy can, named august brown or are you just saying that you're just making a name up you said his name was august brown you said this was written by August Brown. It's written by August Brown. You're goddamn right it was. I'm listening. And three other people. I don't know if I mentioned this. When you're doing an interview, listen to the other person. That's pretty good. Eh, I don't <laughs> consider you an interview. <laughs> you, nobody else does either. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. From the top, ain't talking about love. Is this a creep show? <laughs> right? I think so. Oh, so wonderful. Just when you're into it, I fade Wait. it down. Oh, okay. You gotta let that know. Right. Come on. <laughs> All right. Just, just, and you know, we say Eddie is always Eddie. Like I said, Eddie's like, I sound like me all the time. Uh, well, Alex always sounds like Alex. Yes. They, that's the key is they, that's Van Halen. You hear the two of them and that's why it's, it, it was, a hit with Hagar, and that's why there's great songs on the Chiron album because the the fucking engine is still there and and fucking burning hot. Um, well, we'll talk about this in a minute. Okay, let's get right into the meat or the solo of "Ain't Talking About Love." The meat. Oh, that took me right to the beginning again. It is. This shows like this is a clusterfuck. There's a solo in this song, right? Oh, yeah. I gotta find it. Hold on, people. There we go. (laughs) Fucking dive bomb! Like his solo sometimes, it sounds like electric raindrops falling on a tin roof. Yeah, it sounds like colors. Take that, August <laughs> Brown. Exactly. Is that his name? I think it was August Brown, yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's I hate that guy. Encyclopedia's brother. <laughs> um, the, the, they, he just, he's, he's just so good. Can you imagine? All right, put yourself in this position. Here I am. All right, you're in the, it's, it's 78 and you're in Gazaris or whatever. And this band I'm 14. Playing. I shouldn't be in there. You should be. Absolutely. How'd I get in there? there? I'm uh, 14. Uh, well, I know you. How did you not get in there? Give me a fucking break. I've been with I'm you everywhere. There. I'm in there. You're I'm the, on you, your shoulders. You, we got a big trench coat. You go down three fucking staircases and you're in UFO's dressing room without asking anybody a question. I know who you are. These are things you shouldn't be there when you're 14 and you shouldn't be there when you're 56. I do all the things I'm not supposed to do at the age I'm not supposed to do. It's the strip in 78. Nobody's asking you how old you are. All right. Cool. Uh, if you were a Who chick, am I hanging with? Am I with uh, Jodie Foster? Uh, yeah, all the cast of Foxes is there. Cool. You're Excellent. Sheree Curry? Everybody. Yeah, she's there. Excellent. Uh, and so you're- Oh, wait, I just punched Scott Baio in the face. Well, leave Scott Baio alone. Why would you do something like Chachi. that? Chachi. Yeah. 
He's a fucking superstar, and you loved him back then. <laughs> Don't pretend you didn't. Wah, wah, wah. Exactly. Hey, Blue Eyes. Uh, so this band's on stage, and you hear that in 78. Like, you don't know. I mean, people's minds are, they've got to be blown. They've got to be, yeah. what the, it's like, I, um, I don't, I don't care for Boston. Okay. I get, I, there was a period where, you know, again, you liked him as a kid or whatever, when you're growing up. Liked him as a kid. Uh, yeah, I was 10 when Boston came out. All right. Give me a break. So then I decided I never needed to hear Boston again. After 20 years, I'm like, you know what? I'm finished with fucking Boston. No, thank <laughs> you. I'm done. But recently in the past year, I've started to rediscover the first album, the, that the, the opening this is and you remember when you first heard it you're like this is the cleanest most unbelievable thing i've ever heard it's it's astonishing i was 12 yeah that's how you like to wake up man it's it's clean and and so that's what i'm saying if you heard van halen you 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 had to be gobsmacked like you don't know especially in the middle of like they always point out why we we heard the best part so you you they they were it was punk and disco that was taking over and that was running everything and van halen was just being van halen they they weren't even like they weren't metal they weren't rock like i said their, their music just sounds like bikinis on the beach i mean they're just insane how good they are i don't feel like they are heavy metal no they're not they don't they're not judas priest no they're not they're uh, joyful they're good times they're that's what i mean it's like dave said it before he's like we are the soundtrack for every parking lot party you've ever been to in your it's life party music and we always it's will party be. rock is that a thing that i just create that party rock well they used to be called a party band and then fucking dave left and sammy came and then they transferred from being a party band into a band that you could still have a party with it's yeah it's craziness it, it would be an adult contemporary party no, it wouldn't. Adult Contemporary is the Atlanta rhythm section. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, they grew. I mean, we'll get to that, I'm sure. The, I'm sure one, unless this fucking August didn't put one of their songs on the Let me 20. see what the next writer is going to say about this next song. because They better get it right. Who wrote it? Okay, this is Susie Esposito. This is what she says about Jamie's crying. By the tender age of 22, Eddie was serving a master class in guitar theatrics in Jamie's crying. David Lee Ross portrait of a remorseful woman who turns down a one night stand. <laughs> Eddie teases an array of emotions across the span of six strings, ranging from weepy lament to shrugging indifference. All right. This, I, what the hell? Well, but she's not wrong. <laughs> she's framing it weird, but that song, that song, and I didn't, it's funny because I didn't use it in my episode mm-hmm. because I concentrated on riffs. Okay. And the main riff in this is the fucking, the chug chug riff mm-hmm. underneath the, the whole song that, yeah. Gong, 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 gong. It's just, it's brilliance, but it also, and, it trans- and even the, the hopeful, even the little transition at the end, it's happy, but then it goes back into the, it's, it's, she's not wrong. There's a, there's right. a ton of emotions in this song and he plays four different ways. It's, and this song, and that, because the opening, the, the weeping, whatever she's talking about, the weeping, that's the opening, the well, 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 it's, it's, she's not wrong. I'm on Susie's, I'm, I'm with Susie. Fuck Let's find out. Brown. What about the That's the crying part. It's this song is beautiful. It's great. It's absolutely perfect. It's the best song on the first album. What? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And because I'll tell you what, there's a there's a song that if they pick it, I'm gonna we'll have a fight. Let me go in the middle. 
back it up. What do you mean back it up? I can pause it. You don't, that's where you're in, you, that's your entry point? You that's, can't. No, because I cued it to that point. Ah, okay. Because I wanted to hear the the, the vocal. Because again, that speaks to who they are too. Because Eddie's vocal with Michael, the harmonies are just they're unreal. And that ah ah, it's 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 gold, man. I have a hypothetical, but let's listen to the meat. This is the meat. Let's hear it. I'm gonna call this episode the meat of Van Halen. <laughs> There's your disco. I'm going to send a letter to August Brown. <laughs> we'll make it a five-page handwritten letter. I got a hypothetical question for you. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. You can bring Eddie Van Halen back to life today. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. But you have to sacrifice another member of Van Halen in order to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're asking about who, which one I'd pick or how fast yes. I'd do it. <laughs> which one do you pick? Uh, uh Gary Sharon. Right. That's yeah, the right answer. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Sorry. That's the only reason Sharon was ever put in the Van Halen family tree is so that we could sacrifice him to bring Eddie back. Yeah. Sound I, good? Yeah. I'm on board. I, I, you know, Eddie tells the story that he liked Gary in the studio and then they sang and then before they went on the road, he walked into his room and Gary had like a fucking shirt with, you know, three foot lapels and a silver pants <laughs> and, and Eddie's like, what's that? And he goes, that's my stage outfit. And Eddie's like, oh man, this ain't going to work. Eddie, <laughs> has Eddie seen what Dave and Sammy would wear on stage? Yeah. Well, when you bring in charisma, it really doesn't matter what kind of shirt you're wearing. <laughs> you know, that's the thing is Gary is Remember just, the Australian concert? Gary, Gary got swallowed up by this band. Remember, Gary wasn't big enough for this band. Remember the MTV concert from Australia and Eddie had like a turtleneck on? Yes. He looked cool because yeah. the hair was cool. Yeah. And he had like some, he had like some like uh, pants, like. Like dress slacks. Yeah. Big bell bottom dress slacks and like a, a grown turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Gary was dressed like um Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, Gary <laughs> Gary dressed like like he took a trapeze to the show. <laughs> he didn't even have a car or a limo. He rode a trapeze <laughs> to that concert. All right, next up, running with the devil. Is that a slide whistle? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. No, or it might have been some weird thing Eddie did with his guitar. Yeah. I got no idea. That's the thing. He could do sounds with his guitar. Yes. That I don't even know what what the hell. Well, you've, there's that clip when he was on MTV. He's like, oh, you want to hear a horse? And then he would, he would literally turn the volume down and it would be like... And then he goes, what about an elephant? And he just did it with the guitar and he's yeah. laughing and you're like... Jesus Christ. You, you want to hear what August Brown says about running with the devil? I do. This and is the song that you d- didn't want right, played. I don't, yeah. You're not into it. I'm not into it anymore. I'm, that, that's the one I'm tired of on this album. Yeah, it it announces, look, it's great. It announces the band. It's mm-hmm. the first song on side one. It's got the train sound effect, which I actually opened my podcast with this week. Um, <laughs> Even though you hate it. Uh, because the train, well, because the train, it announces, again, it announces, but for me, again, it is, it's a great song, but mm-hmm. um, it's Tom Sawyer. It's the first, oh, I don't need I like it. Tom Sawyer better than Running With The Devil. But I'm just saying it's a calling card that I don't need to hear yeah. anymore. Because there's, again, there's eight d- better songs on Van Halen it's, 1 than that song. It's the first Van Halen song I ever I ever heard. I was in ninth grade, uh, junior high, and uh, 
they would play music over the um over the PA system in the morning. Mm-hmm. There were some kids, I don't know who these kids were. They got to play the rock music. Yeah. And they played and they played that. And yeah, and this came on and I was like, I'm like, I thought it was a band I already knew. I actually thought it was KISS. Yeah. What? Well, because we were that age. Yeah. You're, I'm you're... like, is this KISS? Is this a new KISS song? Yeah. I didn't know. But um, uh, yeah, that's the first time. Run well, with the devil. Yeah. The the one that got the I I missed Van Halen one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I was still look, listening to KISS and also WLS AM yeah. radio and stuff, because I was in seventh grade when that came out. You yeah. know. Um and so then I I don't find them until I hear Dance the Night Away. Yeah, yeah, that's the. I, I think Van Halen Two was the first one I bought, and I just me too. I borrowed it from Dave Sheehan's record collection because I was at, I was in seventh grade and I was in a lunchroom, and Andy Chart had the VH logo on his notebook. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck it was, and I was just like, oh, what's that? And he's just like, it's fucking Van Halen, dummy. Yeah, and you know, and I'm about twelve. I like the logo better on two than I do one because I don't like the streamer thing in the middle that says Van Halen. Sure. Yeah, and I agree. It's just then, more streamlined, and but but that was one of those album covers. It's, it's so simplistic. Yes, and I loved it so much. Like I'm just like I would stare at. What it. is that? And well, even the pictures on the back yeah. on the sleeve too, where at Dave, I'm you've seen obviously Dave's doing the jump. Yeah, and then he's got the cast on because he broke his foot doing that jump. Yeah, and so then the and the women nurses hot are nurses. To, yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, and I'm on record as saying I like Van Halen 2 better than Van Halen 1. I just think the songs are so good. Well, the song, I'm not saying the playing's better. I'm not saying any. I just think the songs are better on a whole. Well, they but they were so tight. They yeah. were ready to make three albums right yeah. away with what they'd been playing out on the road and stuff. And 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 Van Halen 2 is the album that I found. Because again, like I yeah. said, I, I, I had to fake a conversation in the lunchroom. Like I knew who they were. And then that night I scrambled to find out who they were because I didn't want to look like an idiot with my seventh grade friends. Faking a conversation in the lunchroom. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to go, and then I was at Dave Sheehan's house and I saw the logo on the cover and I knew it was Andy Charts, the logo. And I was like, oh, can I borrow this? He said, yeah. And I listened to it and uh, that was it. I mean, I was, I, they owned me and dance yeah. the night away. Because again, like I said, I was, I had been listening to Kiss and WLS, uh, AM pop radio and dance the night away is is essentially 70s pop but with yeah. eddie van halen on it i yeah. mean it's and i was like what is this because i love hooks and i've loved hooks since i was a little kid when yep. he was like whoa and that the hook is in the riff the hook is in instant it's an instant hook in dance the night away <laughs> and it owns you well instead of listening to what uh, arthur brown has to say about running with the devil let's go right into some dance the night away oh, i'm sorry you can talk about august nah. i called him arthur Top five Van Halen song for me. It's a perfect listen. The laugh. The laugh sold me as a kid because it was like, this is so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. It's not, that's why you can't compare that to fucking Priest or Maiden or any of those bands. You know, I, I, 
Uh, that's not Charlotte the Harlot, man. That that's that band is having fun. And the little the you don't riff, think Charlotte the Harlot has fun? She might have been having some fun, uh, but it'll cost you for money. Uh, <laughs> but that that uh, the opening the riff is so amazing, yeah. and then his vocal is so fun, and the laugh that he does that because he on purpose, you know. And again, as you get older, you realize that he probably did that in the studio to be a dick or whatever, just yeah. be silliness. And he goes drama, crows! and then he just <laughs> he just he laughs <laughs> at his own prowess. He laughs at his own little. And we know that these albums. They recorded these first couple, like in a couple of weeks, two yeah, weeks, yeah. three weeks. Well, because so. they were so tight. They, mm-hmm. I had, I wound up buying a, a bootleg album, you know, a vinyl yeah. album from them playing at the Pasadena, Pasadena Civic Center in 1979 or 78. And there's, it's got like three of the songs from Van Halen 2 with different lyrics, completely different lyrics to DOA and stuff like that because they were all in progress. You know, yeah. they're, they're just playing them. And, uh, and you can hear people saluting them with the car horns. Like, you know, it's, it's so, yeah. And they actually did the car horns to, to take the stage, you know, with, with, to, they played the car horns on stage for running with the devil. It's just amazing. And that's you know? how we have to see, uh, concerts now during the pandemic. <laughs> they brought a full circle. Here we go. Let's get, uh, Mike, what are we going to get to now of Dance the Night Away? The what meat? Did, what did August, well, we're going to get to the meat, but I wonder what August Brown said about Dance the Night Away. We'll find out in a second. <laughs> The chimey fucking harmonic solo. It's, it's just. Dance the night away. Okay. I hope August Brown didn't write about it. Let me see who <laughs> did write about it. It's your boy. No, no, Double R wrote about it. What's who's who's that guy? Let me find out. I got to go up here to the top of the um, scrolling, scrolling. This would be Randall Roberts. Randall. It took four people to write this. It's fucking Van Halen, dude. It's the mighty Van Halen. You better get all the pens. four people. Four people that don't know about Van Halen. I got three words for you. Stop the fucking presses. Eddie's penchant for ridiculous solo runs often eclipsed his skill at arranging a few choice riffs just so and harnessing them in service of bill brill of brill building structured pop songs oh that's just a lot of word salad i I get what he's saying basically he's saying that Eddie could write a brilliant pop song but then he would also solo over it but he's making it sound like that was a bad thing i know dance the night away is like dancing in the streets or the locomotion but driven by a yowly wait I, i can't read i'm terrible but driven by a yowler two rhythm jocks and a guitarist good enough to hold back when he needed to. I'm not reading anymore. It's it's <laughs> too late, and I can't do it. I cannot read people. I can't. Well, but also again, they're they're doing their best to whore Fucking it up. Word salad. You know? Yeah, it, it's. I get what they're doing, and and maybe that's what criticism has become. Mm-hmm. Um, but and 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 look, I don't want to begrudge them. Perhaps they really did love them in their grieving, and they had to express it in such florid terms. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, again, I talked for three and a half hours the other day about it and I couldn't stop. I, um, you know, so, so perhaps this is what they needed to do, not what they felt they, they should do. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, everybody grieves the way they grieve. So I, whatever. These guys aren't grieving. They make, get a paycheck. I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, you know? And also, you know what, uh, we, we, in, in the spirit of Eddie, let's keep a smile on our face. All right. Hmm. Is this good? That's oh, I know that looks sour. That That's good? a sour smile. Uh, Eruption is amazing, but I've always gravitated towards Spanish Fly because it's so 
different from what we thought we knew Eddie Van Halen did on the first two albums. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not as, it's not the crunch type of uh, solo. Yes. It's uh, Ted Templeman said he was shocked because he said Eddie sounded like Andre Segovia on this on on Spanish Fly. He couldn't believe it. And here's a fun anecdote for you. Uh, he was trying to figure out how to finger pick like Segovia. Okay, he wanted to play it in a flamenco. You mean style. Esteban? Uh, no, no, I mean like Andre Segovia. You don't mean the most popular guitarist in the world, no, Esteban? No, I mean Andre Segovia. Esteban. Who was, uh, who was a flamenco guitarist. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and look, I don't know a lot about Segovia. I know who he is mm -hmm. and what he did. Um, but Eddie was trying to finger. He wanted to play it flamenco oh, style. Now that's a completely different story. -a -ling, -a -ling, he wanted to do it you know, yes. that way. And he was practicing endlessly. And he, was, he, was, he would fuck it up and swear. And, uh, and Valerie's listening. She's in the house, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And he's playing, -ling, -ling, he's trying to get it down. And then all of a sudden he, he hits it and he's playing and he's doing it. And she's in the other room and she's like, oh, fine, he got it. And she goes running into the room and she said, and I was so mad at him because he cheated. Uh, because he's he's picking with one hand uh -huh. and pulling off with the other. Okay. So in, he's replicating what a Segovia would do, but he's doing it the way he's Eddie Van Halen way. would do it. Gotcha. So he his, his workaround, rather than actually teaching himself how to work flamenco, was he picked and pulled off uh, on different chords and, and, and Valerie, she said she like, she like punched him in the shoulders. Like, you, you couldn't, you know. Well, but he did it, and he fucking crushed it. Spanish fly. love that yeah. I, I love it so much mm -hmm. it's phenomenal it's a fantastic album and it's funny it doesn't need you're no good in it it, it just doesn't it, it's it's that kicks off the album too it's very strange and it's a very different van halen approach the yeah way they did it yeah but uh it, they gravitated a lot to the to the cover stuff especially because they were banging albums out super quick yeah, yeah yeah you know um i mean fuck a diver down is basically an ep you know so mm. uh but yeah so I mean, but they don't need you're no good on here. They could have even, but but again, it's thirty minutes of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really wild when you look at it. I mean, yeah. most of the albums until later when he started to write more with, with Sammy. Then yeah. they're doing those five and a half minute songs, right? And, and you're getting a lot. But with Van Halen, they were just fucking in and out. Yep, they were like Done. fucking wham. Ten bam. songs. Thank you, Ed. Ten songs. Sometimes not ten. Sometimes yeah. nine. And ten songs at three minutes. Yeah, that's what I mean. They Done. Just, you know. So, do you think there's stuff in the vaults if they want to release stuff now? I don't, I don't know. Um, if there is stuff in the vaults, there's no singing on it. I mean, are they going to release a bunch of instrumental stuff? No. But at the same time, first of all, Wolf will, Wolf will not betray the legacy and Wolf will take care of it. Wolf will do it the right way. But um, And Alex, Alex is still here. 
I don't. Well, we haven't heard from him, and I'm wondering how wiped out he is because this oh, is his he's best, horribly his wiped out. Best friend since birth. You know what I mean? And he's they're inseparable, wiped out. completely inseparable. Um, but I, but I believe Eddie would want. You know, yeah, Alex is Alex, and he has a say in Van Halen. But I'm betting Wolf. I'm, I'm betting there's some sort of arrangement, uh, maybe even in the will or whatever. Wolf that, takes over the, yes, the catalog. He, yes, um, because they know what that Wolf cares. And he will do it. And, and Alex is also older, and Alex has been mm-hmm. sick as well, and who knows? So Wolf's the next generation. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that I think the um, I think the whole entire catalog has been neglected. Even the reissues, they remastered the catalog, the first six albums in 1996. Then they did it again in 2015. It's not that much of an upgrade. There's no bonus tracks. There's no live stuff. I, I really think these they need to go through this and do what they did with the, the Led Zeppelin albums where give us some two disc sets and, and really do it upright. But, the, but I and like even the liner notes, like there's no pictures from the era. It's just, it's real basic. And I know that's let the music do the talking, so to speak, but, but, but also Eddie had no time for any of that. Eddie, right. Eddie was making music. He was always making riffs. He was, he was in 5150. He and Alex would play all day, mm-hmm. all night, fall asleep, wake up, keep playing. Um, and, but we've also talked too when I was on the show when they did a different kind of truth. They recycled a lot of riffs. I mean, a lot of the older, you know. So how much stuff can be in the vaults if he was using older songs for newer songs and stripping them for parts? Yeah. To make a different kind of truth, which is a brilliant album. It is a great album. Uh, and and so how much could he possibly have? I mean, I I'm sure there's some donut cities in there, and there's there's some stuff that could be score worthy. But again, he's an instrumentalist. So are you going to put out a whole album of just instrumental? Uh, uh, try. I mean, I'm not. He's he maybe was, there's stuff we just don't know about, though. That maybe there, maybe there's demos and all kinds of stuff. There could be. There could be all that stuff. I mean, because that's all he did was play. Yeah. You know, that's that's what he he was a musician. That was it. The end. He was he was a rock star who wasn't a rock star. He was he was fucking Beethoven. He was a composer. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I view him too. I don't view him as. A guitar slinger. No, you know what I mean. He's not. Uh, he's not George Lynch. Yeah, and and he was. He's unique. not Fast and Furious. He's unique. He's a but, composer. <laughs> but he could be Fast and Furious as Chinatown if he wanted to. But he did on Chinatown. That's what I'm telling. That's what I'm saying. He could do anything. Watch the clips. There, there's insane clips uh, where he's he's just sitting around playing Chinatown. This is on the list. Yes. Okay, and this is a 55-year-old man at the time. That's just a fucking assault. Headless body in a topless bar. <laughs> David Lee Roth is the king. <laughs> it's not about Dave, Mike. Uh, but, but still, blue-eyed murder in a size five dress. Headless body in a topless bar. Dude. <laughs> All right, moving on with the list chronologically, even though I jumped ahead for Chinatown because Mike right. mentioned it. Yeah. If Mike mentioned something, I'm going to go right yeah. to it. For example, earlier he mentioned Boston. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to Tom Sawyer, though. I'll, I'll add it in. Sure you will. Why not? <laughs> Uh, 1980 and the cradle will rock. Here's the beginning. Oh, yeah. Get up. Ah. 
Uh, but what's that? And but that's not a guitar. Yeah, what is that? That's he put on. He put, plugged a Moog into a Marshall stack and he pounded on it. He literally. That's how that makes the go 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 go. And then that riff is a keyboard riff. Well, he's experimental too. I'm just showing that he's, he's experimental. Amazing. He's absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm saying it's just it's it's fun because it sounds because it sounds like a fucking guitar. The meat. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Now this is a fucking guitar. Seen Junior's great. Still going. It is. And the fast picking at the end. Oh, dude! Amazing. Goosebumps, always, always, always. See, you're having a good time. I, why wouldn't I have a good time? They're I don't know. Amazing. It's a party band. Uh, that's what I've heard. Um, this kind of uh, this kind of irritated me. They this. Uh, oh no, I'm not there yet. Hold on. Holding on. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, 1981. It's the first time I saw them in concert mm-hmm. on the Fair Warning tour. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Civic Arena. Mm-hmm. We've never gotten a true live album. It's funny. You talked about the stuff. Uh, no, the, we have the, not. The two live albums suck. Are garbage. They're garbage. They are complete which garbage. Which is unbelievable for a band that's known for live performance. Yes. The, the I mean, well, the Tokyo album, well, let's put it this way. The band sounds really good on the Tokyo album. Dave God, it's so is terrible. complete album. Because it literally sounds like someone's beating Dave up the entire album. Like he's getting punched in the stomach. That um, couldn't have been the best show that they recorded on the tour. Well, we speculated, uh, you and I, I believe on a previous show, or at least certainly in private, mm-hmm. that I wondered if maybe Eddie put that out to keep Dave in check and go, hey, buddy. But if he did that, that's... The fans are still buying it. That's not fair. I, well, Unless you're going to throw that out there as a free download. Which is why my my theory is garbage, clearly. But it did make me wonder why you would release something like that when Eddie's, when Dave sounds so unbelievable. So bad. bad. I mean, yes. he... And right here, right now, very much in the, in the like, Double Live Gonzo or one of those albums, literally just sounds like a studio album. Well, Sammy said he recorded all the vocals over. Yeah, yeah. And it's a studio album. And then you hear... Like it just so, jumps in. It's so so lame. I well, like I hated that album from the second that they released. Yeah, the, I uh, didn't. Won't I, get fooled again to radio. I'm yes. like, what are you doing? Yeah, I didn't like it because we've been waiting forever to hear them live, and yeah. the first thing I get is a fucking who song. I know. I was it's terrible. And then, but then you heard it, and you were like, oh, because there's nothing else on here you can fucking release because it's garbage. Yeah, it's just um, shit. It's a shame, and so. And that's why when you talk about, I did this, I bring this up now. Like literally, two, those I'll never listen to those albums again. No, never. No, it's funny because right Maybe now, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Sirius XM has a Van Halen tribute channel cool. that they're playing. You know, they've just been, it's been constant. So I was in the car today running They should around. have always had a Van Halen channel. Uh, yeah, but but also you, you're going to get through the catalog in about two days and then you're playing. Well, okay, it. You know, let's true. face it, there's only 10 albums. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they... Uh, and and most nobody likes Van Halen three. You have to right. be a fan to like it. Yes. Uh, but I heard the uh, the live version of In and Out, maybe, uh, uh, off the off right here right now. Yeah. And I I was I laughed. I was like, this is so 
atrociously bad. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so terrible and you're furious. And so when you say you saw them on fair warning, um, we saw the clips from Oakland. I mean, that was the three videos they released to MTV with. So this is love unchained and hear about it later. And, and that's, that's ridiculous peak of their powers. Unbelievable. Van Halen. That's just, that looks like Jesus said, Hey, I need a rock band. You know what I mean? And just, and put them together. Dave looks incredible. And, uh, and so we, that's the thing I'm hoping for. If you go in the vault is the whole Oakland show, you know, those sorts of things, uh, that would be fantastic. Or if they really, if they put a sheen on the us festival and they put that on, even though Dave was fucking in the tank for the first half. I mean, it was, it was by far the best time I had ever seen that I had ever seen Van Halen was the fair warning tour. Yeah. Without a doubt. They were never better than that. They're pretty, they, they would no, they weren't, they were never better than that. Cause Dave looked amazing. So amazing. His hair was almost white and, and it was, he sounded great. And it was so thick. Again, there's, there's, yeah. I have, I have a photo that I've had since high school of Dave backstage in Oakland, you know, or, or in on that tour and just looking at the camera with this look. And I, I was like, literally as a child, as a kid at 14, I went, that's what a man looks like. That's yeah. what I want to, I would love to look like that. Why are you playing this? This is live in and out. It just sounds like a studio. Album. Yeah. It, except Eddie is, you know, he's awesome. Yeah. I dropped it in right here with the big guitar solo. It's perfect. He sounds great. He sounds of good. course. Well, because he went in the studio and played and they did whatever they did. Get you coming in, get you going out, same amount, and in it, and out. Like we both just said, and again, this Burger. is totally true. They were, they were, uh, they were fantastic live. The band, they were always cooked. Yeah. They, they, and so you'd be like, why are you doing overdubs? Like, why are you even doing this? Because you could get great stuff from the road when they played. Yeah. Uh, so that was always, that was the great loss was that the Oakland show never came out as a, as a, uh, a show. So hopefully there's something from Fair Warning, full concerts that you can get and listen to. Speaking of Fair Warning. It's like a signature song. Come the drums in my right channel. Let's get into it. Let's get into what I like to call the meat. You do the meat? (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's play some meat. This solo is weird. It's so fun to air guitar to Van Halen and pretend like you know what you're doing. Well, I, you're, up, you're on the neck and yeah, you're down yeah. here and you're, and you're whammy barring it. Like, like I, uh, I loved him so much. I, I was so fascinated with him and I loved him. Uh, I, I would read Guitar World magazine. I, I That, now dude, that's, I bought some Guitar Worlds back in the day when he was on the cover and that's some heavy duty equipment talk going yeah. on in that. 
So I know what a humbucker is only because I love Eddie Van Halen and I read the fucking gear stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Because I wanted to know. I wanted to know what he was doing, what he, and I, and I loved him so much, I wanted to know what he loved. What mm. And then, because that was his element. You know, when he's in there talking about this and that and doing, let's, and building this and I'm stripping that and yeah. God bless, I fucking loved every second of it. And I don't, I don't know, if, I don't fuck all about guitars. Like yeah. it's funny on my show, I wound up talking about things and strings and him destroy. And I'm just like, and by the way, if you're a musician, please know, I don't know any of this. I don't know anything. I'm, I'm a chimp repeating what I read, you know, that sort of thing. Humbucker. Yeah. I mean, he would boil, he would boil fucking strings. Then he would put his humbuckers in wax to like paraffin. And then he would, he would break them and then he would have to get new ones. And when he was building Frankenstein, uh, just astonishing stuff. You it's know like I mean? a name from the forties. Humbuckers running for mayor. <laughs> He's got my vote. Now, this is the part of the article that just really pissed me off because they're going in chronological order. Right. And the next song after Unchained is Ice Cream Man, and they say that it's from 1982. Now, that's just piss poor writing. Yes. And that's who did this? M.W. is responsible. Who, which person is M.W.? Michael Wood, mm-hmm. that motherfucker. Well, well, just the very fact that they have one song from Unchained and it's the song everybody would pick. These are not Van Halen fans. No, no, that's that's the um, that's what everyone would go to. You know, because uh, um, you've got you've got your Van Halen fans. Like the there's the Van Halen fans who are like the 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 Springfield fans who only want to hear Jesse's Girl and they keep yelling at all show. Right, and they're there to see Panama. They're there to see Jump. They're there to see Hot for Teacher. Yeah, running for the devil, uh, running with the devil. But um, then you got your your Van Halen fans who the training wheels are off, and they're riding. Uh, they're on a bicycle, and that they like Unchained. That's right. your that's your meathead Van Halen fans, and that's their go to riff. You know what I mean? Um, and then there's me. I'm saying out of love again. Yeah, uh, and then there's again. Well, again, my favorite song of all time is "Hear About It Later." So oh, I mean, it's like and but great. and so well, like I'm saying to you, the very fact that Unchained is the only song they take off "Fair Warning," yeah. which is Eddie's best guitar album, uh, is a huge mistake. It's a misstep for sure, Mike. <laughs> August Brown, why I oughta. You Michael wanna, Wood, RR, Susie. whatever, whoever did it. <laughs> Ice Cream Man. Really? You you took it? One the well, because it's, it's again, not even his riff. But when we get to the meat, I'll take you right to the meat. <laughs> Let's go to the meat. You know what? I'm going to take you right to the ravioli of the sandwich. <laughs> Satisfied. What about this, though? It's awesome. I think it sounds good. This might be the first time I'm hearing the bass in this song. It's like a Dave signature song. There, there's nothing wrong with it, but that's that's the song when people are eight beers in that they play and just start yelling for, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and ice cream man. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, it, it's it doesn't belong in Eddie's greatest riffs, certainly. Well, blame these people, not me, Mike. I like the meat. The meat was good. I'm not even going to tell you what song this is. You're going to know it immediately. All right. I know it's not unfair warning though, and it's a mistake. They pick this? Yeah. 
This is on the list. I wouldn't play it. I don't like this artist. that Eddie wasn't in the video. There's no there's no place for him. What's he gonna do? Gang fight those idiots in the, in the cafeteria? No, it's a stupid it's a stupid video. He, they could have like he could have like kicked open a barroom door and come in. You know what I mean? Because they're in the pool hall. Nah, you know you're lucky with MTV. You're lucky they didn't cut the solo out of the goddamn video. <laughs> Seriously, they just were to shorten it up or whatever the fuck. I mean, it's and then boy, I haven't heard that in a while. And boy, that's clean. That's so yeah, goddamn it's perfect. Good. And, and I don't even have a good version of it. This is some version Siegel gave me, which is. Well, you should have asked me because I have. I, I have the remasters. I have. I've, Michael Jackson's a genius. I don't want Michael Jackson in my iTunes. Well, I would have given you one of them. Um, he uh, he's in there messing with some of the other bands that are <laughs> young. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, their story. It's funny because the stories now are all coming out. Everybody's telling the stories, and uh, they revisit the story where Eddie, you know, Quincy tries to call him, and Eddie doesn't believe it's Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Who the fuck is this?" And then he finds out it's Quincy Jones, and then Quincy asks him if he'll go in and play it, and then he comes in. And Michael leaves. So Eddie's there with the engineer and, mm. and Quincy. And they say, well, what do you want to do here? And he's like, I, well, let me hear it. And they play the song. And he goes, well, look. And he strips the song. He goes, <laughs> let's move this here and let's move this chunk here and take this chunk out so that I can come in in the key of E and play here and do this. And uh, and he did. He, he does two solos. And then he's playing the second solo when Michael Jackson And Quincy back. doesn't say, get out. Quincy Jones, get, get out. out. <laughs> Quincy Jones, uh, no, Quincy Jones is like, all right, cool, yeah, let's try it. All right. Because Quincy Jones is a genius, mm-hmm. and he probably recognized that Eddie is a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael Jackson is a genius, so he's out having, you know, lunch with kids. And then Eddie strips the song and changes <laughs> it around. I'm just going to get a happy meal. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he comes back as Eddie's playing the second solo. Uh-huh. He does two takes. And uh, uh, and then he comes in and he goes, uh, hey, I, uh, I changed your song. He literally says that, and he keeps calling Michael Jackson a kid. He goes, "Yeah, he's a nice kid. You know, he's in there. He's a decent kid. I'm like probably the same age." And uh, but he literally says, uh, "He said he was ju- he was a gentle soul. He was really nice. He was just." And I said to him, "I ch- hey, I changed your song. I moved this and this." And then Michael listens back to it and th- and thanks. He goes, "I thought he was gonna fucking kill me." And uh, and Michael says, uh, "Thank you for caring enough to not just come in and just play some blazing solo over mm. it and to actually make the song better." But didn't give him a writing credit. Uh, no, but Eddie didn't ask for it. Literally, Eddie says, the story's changed over the years. Eddie says he got a six pack of beer from Quincy to do it. Um, cause he did it for free. Like he literally yeah. just came in and did it. Um, and, and because he was a musician yeah, and, and that's what he loved to do. So he was more than happy. Look, Quincy Jones calls you to come in and work with him and Michael. Cause he even says, they ask him if he wants to come and play on Michael Jackson's song. And he goes, wow, fucking abc and one two three this is going to be interesting <laughs> like literally that's what he said he thought to himself because right. he he doesn't know about off the wall you know what i mean he doesn't know any of these things no he knows he only, yeah and he also peter gabriel so which is won't come out for four more years <laughs> right and then and uh he doesn't ask the rest of the guys in the band he doesn't even talk to alex because alex isn't around and normally that's his go-to guy yeah. 
He just decides he'll do it. And he, and then the band afterward kills him because he doesn't get the publishing. He doesn't get a credit. He doesn't get the writing thing. They're like, how did you not get fucking money for this? Because then also the irony then is, um, thriller keeps them out of the number one spot when 1984 mm. comes out. God damn it. Yeah. Because, uh, the way Eddie tells it is, you know, we were going to catch him. We're running him down. We're about to go number one. And then he does the fucking Pepsi commercial and his, he blows up and his hair lights on fire. And then the album, because everybody thinks he's going to fucking die. Yeah. The album was the number one. Now, just listening to that song right now, it just, it just hit me. It's just like when I listened to under pressure and I realized that Freddie and Bowie, neither one are with us anymore. And you, you listen to that song and you're like, oh, yeah, Michael and Eddie, neither one are with us anymore. Quincy Jones outlives both of them. Guy's 90. That's crazy. It is. You never know. No, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. It's this is, it's like when Bowie and Prince and George Michael went in the span of like three or four months or whatever. I mean, I, was, I would I trade was, Quincy in for all, to bring back all three of those people. <laughs> Shut up. Quincy Jones, a genius. This is the power that I have, the, Mike. I guess. You already killed Sharon earlier in the show. Jay <laughs> Sharon's done. <laughs> what if we read tomorrow Gary Sharon dies? Will you feel bad? Of course. I don't want Gary Sharon to die. But Eddie's come back? Eddie's come back for real. Oh, wow. That's a straight up Jesus move. <laughs> I like it. All right. 1984 jump. I have to be honest with what you. What the hell? All right. Well, because we're going to, we're going to hear some keyboarding on this too. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you. Jump is one of my favorite Van Halen songs. Mm-hmm. I never get sick of it. Never, never, never. Mm-hmm. I love to air drum to it. Like, you know, when, when the symbols like, and he grabs it to stop it. Oh, I love, are you, you're not on board with jump. Is it too, um, is it too pop for you? No, Stud. I, I, okay. Uh, odd. Um, I love jump. I love Van Halen's catalog. Mm-hmm. I love all of it. If I'm picking Eddie's 20 greatest riffs of all time, you're not going to get jump on the list. It's well, just not going to happen. Let's see who, let's see who picked it. Susie. Michael Wood. Fucking Michael Wood. The robot air, the, the robot aerobic synth lick is what endures. And, and and what instantly conjures jump early? I can't read. I can't read three sentences, Mike. I can't. I will let me read it. Where is it? You print it out. You can't, can't read it. it. Out. <laughs> it's a quarter till midnight, and I can't read it. Well, that's your fault. You've been At midnight, I turn into a pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> well, we better hustle. But that pumpkin can read pretty damn good. Well, I don't stick around. For him. Let's wait for him. Jump right from the top. I love that. It's gorgeous. I, it, lo- I love 1984 that leads into it. That's an interlude, Mike. Save it for Mets. It just gets happier. So, so crisp and clean. This is the first time we really see Eddie Van Halen in a video, too. You know, for real, like having fun. Well, yeah, because the other videos were, were lip sync stuff. Oh, well, I mean, he's having a ton of fun on the stage in Oakland. I mean, he's going crazy. Yeah, but I mean, like, just like camera focused on his face and, you know but, what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, they did the Pretty Woman video, which yeah. is a, a weird video. Yeah. It's awesome, but it's... it's That's all Dave motivated Oh, sure. Nonsense. Yeah, well, that's what they said. They uh, Eddie shows up, they make him put a cowboy outfit on. He's like, ah, all right, you know, whatever. And he gets they, banned because it's like a guy dressed as a girl or is a girl dressed as a guy. It's so weird it's a, to think it's a, about it. It's supposed to be a woman, but then she strips down and it's a it's a guy, supposedly. Mm, scandalous. Um, I, I know. I don't... I never understood why it was a big deal. No. 
Um, I mean, it's more of a big deal that she's got a couple of little people holding her hostage probably. And she's all tied up. That probably doesn't help anybody. No. Um, but yeah, but they only made that video really for diver down. Yeah. Um, and the other stuff is all lip sync stuff from on stage. Yeah. You know? Just like so, in a sound stage somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and jump is the same thing, but jump is bare bones. Cause this is the time when Duran Duran is going to fucking Suriname to film videos right. and do a bunch of crazy shit. Yeah. And, uh, and Dave's just like, let's set up a fucking super eight and jump around like idiots. And, and it was exactly what people wanted at yep. the time. And they was, wear, they, they all have the brightly colored crazy clothes yeah. on. And literally it's, it's, they were like, Hey, let's make a video that defines fun. Yeah. The fun of being a rock star. And that's without the excess, without the, you know, the champagne and the, you know, sex and all that. It's just a band existing and having a great fucking time. The irony is that that, those four, it's going to crumble soon. Well, it was probably, look, it was crumbling on, I've talked about this on here before. Dave wanted to, or Eddie wanted to fire him on fair warning. Eddie's, Eddie's goal on fair warning was to have a different lead singer on every, every fucking track. He approached Phil Collins, he approached Pete Townsend, he wanted them each to sing one song mm-hmm. on Fair Warning, and he got fucking talked out of it. See, Eddie should have done a solo album like that in all these years. He yes. had the time to do it. Yes, but they would say to him, this is, and this is completely true, they would go, how come you don't do solo? Why don't you go out on a road like Steve Vai and, and play? And, he, and his quote was, nah, I'm in a band. I have a band. Yeah. yeah and that was the way he was. He's, I, I'm, I'm in a band. But like Wolfie, Alex, and Eddie could have made an, many albums like this with different lead singers. Dude, if anybody is cares, I don't know if they're still out there. Google Van Halen sound checks from, from the 2007 tour and I think from Different Kind of Truth tour because Dave didn't do sound check. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then ba- and people would come for meet and greets and get to watch sound check and then meet the band. Nice. All right. So there's sound checks where Wolf is singing lead vocal. It's just Eddie, Alex, and Wolf. And Wolf is singing, somebody get me a doctor. And Wolf is singing, and he's fucking great. And you're like, they could do this. Like, they they legitimately could do it. But yeah, then... Power trio. Yes. But but Eddie had no interest in that because, A, then you're just a cover band of yourself. And B, he always said, they were like, why? Because he, he he had a Billboard interview. And, he, and they asked him about, Chuck Klosterman asked him about Dave. He goes, I don't have a relationship with Dave. And he goes, what do you mean? And he goes, I see him on stage. He goes, I've tried to be his friend. That's weird. And Dave doesn't want to be my friend. He goes, Dave, Dave, you know, there are three guys in this band who like rock and roll and one guy who likes disco. And he goes, and also he goes, you know what? I'm 60 years old. I don't color my hair. I don't jump around. He goes, I'm, I'm a 60 year old man. And so we don't have a lot in common. Um, but they said, they said to him, well, then why do you go on the road with this guy that you clearly yeah. have no, nothing in common with? And he just said, because I don't think it's fair to the fans to give them something other than the thing that they love. He viewed himself as an employee of, of, the, fan. of the fan. He was a musician. That's what he was. He, he, he created music all the time. That's what he wanted to do. He didn't, give a, he didn't play in. He wasn't out on the fucking... He's not doing heroin with the Olsen twins. He would hide in his room with vodka and Coke and, and it got out of control. We saw him when it was out of control, falling down on stage and not being able to play. And I thought then I was worried then, you know, and, and the fact that Janie got him sober and, and then Wolf could play that saved his life. It gave him the next 10 years. Yeah. 
uh, 15 years, you know, yeah. he wouldn't have made it if, uh, Wolf wasn't on, if, if he's, if he's still on that track, no, you know, well, Janie, Janie gets a ton of credit too. Don't just say Wolf, Janie, she sat him down and said, you're doing this. And he did. And it took, you know, uh, he, 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 he was in service of the band and the fans, you know, he, he could have, cause again, and you can say, well, oh, where was the fan care when they did Sharon, you know? And well, yeah, but he was still at the time, he felt like he was still making really good music and he wanted to do it. And he, they hired a singer. They almost brought, you know, what your boy Malloy in. They almost, they tried to get all sorts of different people, you know, because he's a musician, that musician, that's what he, he makes music and he wanted to make music. Speaking of music, Mike, is it okay if I get to the meat of jump? Let's do it. Let's do it. And this is a great solo because it's it is it's so good. I love I love that little run. I'm so glad that he didn't do that on beat it. I'm glad he saved that for the band. Well, I love that little run there at the end of the solo when he goes blah, 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 blah. like it's just so fucking gorgeous. That that video premiered on New Year's Eve. Yes, and I was at yes, a party. Yeah, I was at a party with my friends. It was Max and all my friends, and we watched it. And, and you know, Max is a musician. My buddy Brian is a musician, and we were and just laughing at at again because it's a pop song. It's just a straight a straight up pop, pop song, song, and they're acting silly. And, but still, the effortless, where he looks in the camera, the best when he goes, bah, 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 and he looks in the camera and kind of winks and goes, yeah. blah, 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 and you're just like, Jesus Christ, born to fucking do it. Panama. Now, according to my list, there's meat to this song, even though that beginning is meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, it's an all-you-can-eat meat buffet. Let it play. I'm not touching it. Yeah, we're running a little bit hot tonight. I can barely you know see what that the road is? from the heat coming off. No. That's one of his Lamborghinis. That's a cheat. I thought that was from his guitar. No, it's a Lamborghini. Mm, I don't like Lamborghini meat. <laughs> Uh, I think I saw all the, like, other than like their first tour ever, I think I saw all the pivotal shows, uh, like I saw 1984, which was the last tour with Dave. Mm -hmm. I saw the 5150 tour, which is the first tour with Sammy. Mm -hmm. I saw Dave's first tour, Eat Him and Smile. Yes. I saw Sammy's first tour after he left, Marching for Mars. 
I saw the Sam and Dave tour. Yes. I saw the 2000, it was 2004, the Sammy reunion. Yes. 2004. Yes, sir. With Sammy. Saw it twice, Worcester, and then out here with you. Did I see that one with you? Yeah, that was the one where he couldn't play. Yes. He was falling down. Yeah. yeah. With, a, with a hole in a toe of his boot and all that bullshit. A top knot and his teeth were foot rotting out. Yeah, no shirt. He was in a bad, bad way. Uh, then we saw... That was my ex-wife at her crutch and she was waving it at the stage. <laughs> she, she was in better shape than Eddie. She, and she was. was on the crutch. <laughs> uh, and then we saw the first... Uh, we saw... The Dave, the first Dave reunion in 2007. Yes. And then you and I saw the Jimmy Kimmel live performance on the, on the Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. Yep. So, I mean, those are all, you know, I feel like I saw a bunch of, you know. You didn't see them on Different Kind of Truth? I did not. Yeah. I did not. So that would have been a pivotal one because that would have been. Sure. Well, we didn't know, but Eddie's last tour. Yeah. Did you see, what was their last show at the Hollywood Bowl? I believe so, yeah. Did you see that I show? Did, no, I'd seen them twice on the tour already. I saw mm-hmm. them once here and I saw them at, uh, in Pennsylvania. Okay. I saw them at, at uh, Barnett, Pennsylvania. I don't know, yeah. some, my, my girlfriend at the time, we she bought me a birthday gift because they played July 28th, day before my birthday. So we saw them in Pennsylvania. That's great. Which was amazing. What was um, the venue? The, the first union, I, I couldn't tell you. It was an outdoor... It's one of those ones that's named after some corporation. Yeah, I thought, because we went to Hershey, and then this was kind of in between Hershey and Philly, mm-hmm. uh, Bartlett, Pennsylvania or something. But it was, again, it was a first union veteran, who knows? The Star Kiss Tuna <laughs> Amphitheater. Yeah, some nonsense. But they, but that was a fantastic show because she had never seen them. And so I'm like, I was, you know, they're my favorite band. I've yeah. talked about them forever, and I can't stop raving about them. And this is a gift, and I'm so happy to be there. And... uh but also at the same time, you're going, oh man, just bring it tonight. Just, yeah. just because you want her to see them at peak powers. And you, did and they? Want, uh, yes. All right, good. The, well, the, let's put it this way. The band was a fucking freight train. They were unbelievable from beginning to end. And how was Dave? One to 10, scale of one to 10? Seven. All right, that's for, pretty for, good. For Dave pretty now. Pretty good. For Dave now. Yeah. Okay, we've got a great amount of uh, fucking sliding scale. <laughs> right. It was an 81, Dave. But he sang in his register virtually all night. He stayed with the growl. Uh, he took the shirt off and had the Japanese, the fucking yeah. the, the tattoo, and he was and and he was and he was on point. He talked. He was funny. He and he was silly, but he wasn't corny. Mm-hmm. It was just it was it was a really good night to see them. He was great. That's good. But the band that was the thing that blew me away was I was like these guys because Ed you know Wolf picked the set list. So they did Drop Dead Legs. Uh, they did In a Simple Rhyme. Hmm. They did Women in Love Off Two. They they just songs that he wanted to play. Yeah. And 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 I was I was, you know, forget it. That's just heroin at that point where I'm just like, yeah, please, please. And they played them all flawlessly, crushed it. Mike, if we go back to grade school or high school, is there a teacher that you're hot for? Hmm. Do you know who it is? Do you remember? I actually went on a, well, not a date. I went to lunch with one of my teachers when I was in school. Well, that's creepy. Yes, it was. Well, I, let's put it this way. I guess I meant like crush, <laughs> crush on teacher. I didn't uh, you know, know. I know. I, I know what you meant. Um, eh, you know what? In eighth grade, uh, we had Miss Kane was a gym teacher mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she was also a Chicago Slower. Bears, a Chicago Bears cheerleader. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah. She was a honey bear. So, oh my God! <laughs> yeah, so Mrs. Miss Honey Bear Ms. is your Kane. teacher. Yeah, and she's what's, t- she's not our teacher. She's teaching little chicks. Yeah. What's and, the uh, subject? I bet I know. Uh, well, I, I brought my pencil. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh I was just looking God. for something to write on. 
Um, but yeah, so that was that's probably the hottest teacher I've I've ever seen in wow. my school. Uh, yeah, and Miss Kane was just yep. Let me see what mine would be. Some of the names of the teachers: Miss Finksler. Ah, the Finksler. Is that an X or a CKS? It's like a PH with a. Oh, if a, that's a PH with an X, that's a hot name. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Finksler, P H I N X L E R. I'll go with that. I will too. And Ms. Gonzalez. Oh, see. <laughs> uh, uh. She didn't look Spanish at all. What? Maybe her husband must have been Spanish. Could be. She may, may have married into it. Yeah. I see. Yeah, Speedy Gonzalez, right? I like her, sure. <laughs> Let's get to the, let's get to the meat of Mrs. Gonzalez. Easy. They made Diver Down, right? Right. Which we talked about is just this. It's an EP essentially. There's great songs on it. Little Guitars is top five Van Halen song yeah. ever for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. The me intro, too. the whole deal. Hang 'em High is great. Uh, the Full Bug. I'm on board with all of it, and even the cover tunes I like. But then they put this album out, which just encapsulates who they are. It's 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 just fun. It's 38 minutes of fun. Well, we know Diver Down was forced on them because they had a hit with. Pretty well, woman, and so they wanted a, the record well, label wanted an album. Well, too. because Dave, all right, well, because Dave thought they should chart. Like Eddie's just making music. Eddie's yeah. like, let's just put out albums. And then Dave's like, no, we got it. You know, he wanted to be in the singles chart. He wanted mm-hmm. to be like, and because the and so they wanted to jump right back in with whatever. And then of course, you know, they they it turns out their Diver Down doesn't yeah. chart. Pretty Woman does, but so what? Yeah. Um, they just wanted to put that out as a single first, but then the record company's like, no, put out the whole, put out a whole album. Yeah. And so they just kind of half-assed through it just to get them back on the road too. Right. But then you make this. I know. You make this album, which is your, your calling card forever. Uh, and, and, and as a fan, I love one and two, you know, women and children first fair warning is my favorite album of all time, but you can't deny that this is the album that's in every, this is the, the pyromania of Van Halen. This is in everybody's record collection. This is the yeah, one they it, always go to. But it's not my favorite. It's not even in the top. I well, I, two, like, again, yeah. I love Fair Warning. I love Women and Children First. Yeah. I mean, I love all that. I'm the first two albums. Two is means so much to me because that's how I found them. Yeah. But this is this is a to come off of Diver Town. Well, it sells ten million copies, so it's undeniable. Yes, it's it's ridiculous. But I'm saying off of Diver Down, where you just kind of went because ah, because they could have very easily made another Diver Down and just been a road band and, yeah. and Eddie whatever. But this band, because then they make the videos. Is can you? Well, yeah, I, that's the thing. The, this album's got the videos. Jump as as much of a departure as Jump is from a lot of the stuff on MTV. Then they come out and they make the Hot for Teacher. Well, Panama's next. Yeah. Which is just, again, them being silly and Dave nonsense. driving around. But then they make Hot for Teacher, which is, and I'll, look, I'll fight you, line up, top five videos of all time. 
Jeez, a miniature Mike. version of the band. You have the miniature version of the band, and then at the end, Top when the videos of all time, of all time, they're walking out of the school, and and Eddie gives Dave five, or Dave gives Eddie five, and then Eddie goes to give Dave the little Dave five, and he, he ignores him. Like in the, it's like I'm like, is that a note? Did you give that to him? It's gore. And then the car, and then Waldo, and the bus, and the nonsense, and the big end, and it's just it's the hot girls. It's just a. Br- it's it's. Oh it's my them. god! Come on. I don't feel tardy, and the guard shoves him to the ground. Come on. Wait a minute. Yeah, you played it. I did it already. That's oh, okay. my playlist got screwed up. What the? How dare you? My playlist got screwed I'll up. I'll happily hear it again, friend. So that means I'm going to the meat. Whoa. Hi, sorry. Oh man, I think the clock is slow. <laughs> I don't feel turning. <laughs> it's just, it's just, oh man, that's a party song. Yeah, they're a party band. We power party, Bill. How come? Why didn't they get uh, Andrew WK to join them? Because he likes to party. Oh, he party, party, parties. <laughs> he certainly does. Who do you think Van Halen gets to replace Eddie when they want to go back out and tour? I wonder if they're actually looking at guys now or they're going to wait. I'm sure they wanted to be out, you know, in, in time for uh, what does <laughs> um Christmas. What will uh will Alex never play? No, again, no, he won't play any. You don't nothing. No, no, he's he's lost his his best friend and his muse and his his sidekick and his partner and. His soulmate and all of those things, man. He's and, and and I don't even know what kind of shape Alex is in, you know, because again, he's been sick too, and and he's what had did some he physical have? stuff. Well, he had the 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 back stuff, and then he I I thought if I remember correctly, because again they 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 were very good about keeping everything quiet, definitely. But you'd always hear he was in the, like Alex is in the hospital. He's been in the hospital for six weeks, like that kind of thing. Like, um, what's the what's the Christ, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's not, Gout? It's not Myocynthia Gravis. It's a name like that. Jeez, I don't even know what yeah, that yeah. is. Um, some, uh, I can't even remember. Whatever, who cares? Hypertension? I, I don't want to throw shit out there. What, you know what I mean? It's just that thing where you'd always hear stuff floated yeah. around. It's like there's there was a great quote I saw. Well, when we saw him one time, oh, oh that was another uh, show I left off, the crucial shows. We saw, you and I saw the Gary Sharon show. Yeah. Uh, and Alex played in a neck brace. He had a neck brace. Yeah. That's... Um, but I mean, again, he attacks the drums and, and that's a very physical, unbelievable job, but also he's jumping off balconies into swimming pools the first 10 years of their career. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's a psychopath. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't, I, it, it, there was a, so the quote I heard was, um, someone said, well, we knew Eddie was sick. Um, but, but he'd been sick for so long. We didn't think he would die. Yeah. Like they just, they just assumed it was something he was living with and managing and it was yeah. going to be fine. And apparently he was, but I mean, look, if you're going to Germany every couple of weeks for treatments, things are rough. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and then to have him uh, get, they said it, I guess it just super quick. It went to his brain and, and stuff like within a week and, and that was it. That's terrible. It is. It's, it's horrifying. Did um I know there were a lot of tributes on Twitter and things. I didn't see one. You probably have. You probably saw them all. Did you? I saw a bunch. I mean, I don't Did know. Did Lucather do one? Um, well, I saw I I get a newsletter and sometimes they do a mailbag and he the guy wrote a thing on Eddie and then he got RE like he re, he got a bunch of emails. Okay. And the first one was from Lucather. Yeah. And he said Eddie Van Halen is my best friend of 40 years. He goes, I don't even know him as a guitarist. I know him as a man, and it's a huge loss. He was just, he was wrecked. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Completely wrecked. So, um, yeah. There are some great tributes. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, once Wolf put it out, then Wolf's been putting out family photos, you know, and then today Valerie put out some more family photos. I mean, her initial thing that she put out. Uh, and and the, the fact that his ex-wife, you know, he was a, he was drugs and booze and she went through probably a lot of stuff and but the fact that his ex-wife still loved him well they co-parent so you can still have resentment you can still have anger you can still have all of those things and co-parent because you recognize for the for the good sure but but she was still a huge part they were still a huge part of each other's lives it's it speaks to who he was as a, as a man. It speaks to who she is, certainly. You know what's weird? When I see those old pictures of Valerie and Eddie together, they look so much alike. Mm-hmm. Like, they look like they're brother and sister almost. Yes, they always did. It's crazy. Yeah. I had, they have I, the same shaped face and chin and hair. It's nuts. I have a great photo of them where it's literally, it's super close up, and she's sitting on his lap, and it's just their two heads. And you just look at it, you're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, they look they look more alike than Donnie and Marie look alike. True. Which is hot. <laughs> How long have Donnie and Marie been married? Oh, Christ. They had the show together. Long Were they married time. the show? Uh, you want to buzz through some Sammy songs? I want to buzz through whatever's on your 20 you, list. You know it's not on this list, and I think it should be? because Everything? Finish what you started. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Just because it's so different from what yeah. he normally did mm-hmm. or what we thought he did. Why can't this be love, Mike? Okay. Why? Sammy with the scatting. That was the meat. 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 This one's on the list. When it's love. Mm. We go right to the meat. All right.
like that song? You don't like that song? I don't really like When It's Love. Oh, okay. I like it a lot. It puts me in a place. That's why. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's still a song I like, but also it, it puts me in, you know, right in firmly in 88, 89 and sure. all that stuff. So what was, it, what was happening in 88, 89? I lived in Lake Tahoe and I was- uh, Partying. Chicks. You know, <laughs> well, I lost my virginity in 88. Tootski. That helped. No scandy. sure. No scandy. Believe in- Horse. Uh, <laughs> window, window pain? Sure. Um, on the X, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did all those things. That's, I'm still doing them now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I like a guy who just thinks he knows drugs but doesn't. That's me. You, yeah? Yeah. No, that, well, now you're just telling tales out of school because I certainly thought you knew about drugs with that run you just did. <laughs> uh, you sound like a guy who definitely knows where he's coming from. Seemed pretty, it seemed like I was in, it, yeah. you know, in, it, yeah. in with it. Well, yeah, it sounds like you do the pot. You like uh, you like pound cake? <laughs> oh, well, that's a you good, like a pound cake ravioli sandwich? sandwich? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's delightful. Goddamn, I do like a buttered pound cake. You oh. ever toast a pound cake? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. I'm talking, talking about something. Oh, Eddie, don't bring that into the studio. Such a dumb song. Pound cake. It's an awesome song. And another great video. Meat. <laughs> meat. Pound meat. Meat cake. He was able to do a lot more music stuff with Sammy because Sammy was all for it. Dave would, you know, they'd step on him and be like, no, no, they, they kind of, I mean, he wrote hooks and stuff like that, but they'd keep him from noodling and, and, and writing longer songs. And Eddie was, and Sammy was just like, yeah, do whatever. Yeah, do it. Oh well, yeah. Well, cause Sammy was, uh, this will sound weird, but Sammy was already comfortable with who he was as a performer. Mm -hmm. And he also knew by coming into that band, he was he was filling shoes. He, yeah. he wasn't coming in to be the star. You know, yeah. he was just like, "Hey, man, you guys can do all the fucking heavy lifting. I just get to be Sammy Hagar, and that's fucking beautiful." So, moving on, we got two more songs on this list. They're both from. Uh, they're both from uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge. This is one of my favorite Van Halen songs. I still love it. It's a it's a mature Van Halen lyric. It's right now. All right. 
Just wanted to give you a taste of some of uh, Eddie's piano meat. Right now is what's happening. Right now, she is going on with her life. This is a great video. Solo. There's some solo meat in this. You good air piano over there. Thank you. Right meat. Get some right now meat. Cool when Eddie says he doesn't have a relationship with Dave, he doesn't talk to Dave, blah, 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 blah. Did that go the same for Alex and Wolfie? Like, did they not fraternize with Dave? Dave took a separate plane. Dave didn't come to sound check. Dave showed up at showtime. He had his own dressing room. They, it was a completely so separate. So weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just seems so strange. Like, not even the kid. He doesn't even talk with the kid. Like, what would they say to each other on stage, you know, when they would, well, well, when, they, when they sidle next to each well, other? Maybe they'd have fun stuff to say and goof around. And I, I mean, look, you know, I've had family members I don't get along with. Mm-hmm. They're family members that I don't talk to. I, I, there's one family member I didn't talk to for 12 years, but every year I would be in the room with them to do a fantasy is baseball it Tim? draft or something. It's not Tim. Tim Schmidt. Uh, it is not Tim. Right. It would be, I'd be in the room with them to do a fantasy baseball draft mm-hmm. or be, we'd, or I'd be at a party that they were at. Yeah. And you can exchange pleasantries and smile and say hi, but you just don't have a relationship. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you're, you know, and also for the good of the band and things like that, I'm yeah. sure Eddie was just like, well, I, you know, whatever. He didn't, you know, he didn't want to beat Dave up. Right. right? At this, and he, he just, I think Dave was a puzzle to him that he couldn't understand. Um, and Dave was Dave. I mean, he's, he's bananas. He just is. We've talked about it. I mean, I love him, but he is a, he's a pretty different dude. Was and, he bananas back in the day, though? Van Halen won Dave. Is he bananas then too, or does he evolve into bananas? Well, it's it's well, it's is he plantains in, back then? In keeping with the bananas theme, again, we've talked about before that he his family would let him do a thing called Monkey Hour, where he would literally sit at the dinner table and play drums and sing and stand on his chair and goof around. And they would all eat their dinner, mm-hmm. and they would let him do it just to burn off whatever energy and pay attention to him. And he, he did it every night. That's what he did. <laughs> Um, he was, he's a different cat, you know, and, and Eddie's a dude who, like I said, wants to hole up. He literally wants to put on a, a long sleeve shirt and a hoodie over that. And then an overcoat and a trench coat over that and a hood up over his head and play guitar and hide. I, that's what he did, you know? And so you got another guy who's literally, uh, he, he won't come into the room unless skyrockets go off and someone does a somersault and there's two midget bodyguards and you know, every other weird, it's just an odd, that's why it worked so incredibly well yeah. because of what they each brought to the band. Um, Sammy must've been like a comforting force then because he, you know what I mean? You've seen the interviews where they, they literally just go, Oh my God, it was, it was insane when he came in, it was totally different. And they, 
he and and also then of course Eddie says I could start writing in a different register and he would hit notes and he could do things and 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 then he would bring his guitar on stage sometimes and which Eddie didn't need because Eddie filled no the not at all he should never have brought a guitar no up no it was but I think they liked it that was the I'm thing. glad he did though I'm glad he did well I think this is wishy washy Pat <laughs> I think they liked it I mean I I you know I think Eddie liked the, the having another guy because he loved guitar he was a gearbox dude you heard there's a great story where he um. Creed was opening for them and uh, Eddie comes backstage and, and Mark Tremonti and the band is there and he comes up and he introduces himself to all of them. He talks to all of them and he wanted to just talk gear with Tremonti. What do you play? Well, let's take a look. And, they, and that's, that's who, so he was, dude, yeah. you know? Um, and, and Dave's just, that's, there's a reason they worked so well together, but yeah. And, and, but, but you've seen the pictures like Dave has put out, he's put out backstage. It's interesting to me that Dave has put out backstage photos from the last tour. Yeah. Nothing historical. He hasn't said anything. He hasn't released a statement. No. You know, Except and, a few months ago when he said that he's Van Halen now. Yeah. And he said that he arranged the guitar parts and shit. And I was like, all right, now come on, dude. What are you doing here? Yeah. And, and Don't be an asshole. But, but, but also he was, he was also, I think, truthfully, I think he was acting out like a child would try to get Eddie to play and go out on tour. He wanted, he announced that thing on Howard Stern where they were going to play Yankee stadium with fucking Metallica and all these giant bands. He's like, yeah, we got it. It's in the, it's getting the pipeline. And so that made the news for a while. And that wasn't true at all. Right. Well, I just might've been, might Dave might've booked all of it. And then they called Eddie and he went, I'm not fucking doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and Dave has always had an, an issue with the fact that, Especially when Wolf came in, now the band is truly Van Halen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and so it was always that camp. It was like the Van Halen, the three, and then Dave. And Dave feels he has license over the band just as much as the other guys do, and he's right. But it's it doesn't say Roth in giant fucking light bulbs behind the drum, and I'm sure they had that conversation a billion fucking times. Yep. So I I don't I can't speak to whatever their relationship was or. I, I, except for what I've heard through interviews and things like that. Yeah. But it had to be difficult for, for Eddie to tolerate Dave in the way he was. And it had to be frustrating for Dave to tolerate Eddie in the way he was, you know, D Dave, Dave was so thirsting for, because it, that's, it's gotta be the hardest thing in the fucking world. Cause it, this, I said this, if you go to Spotify. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Oh, am I going to Spotify? If you want to go ahead. No. Oh, okay. Cause I mean, if you look at the top five Van Halen songs, the amount of streams they have, like uh, they'll have like 300 million streams. And if you go to David Lee Roth, and I think the number one has like 10 million. And it's got to be Yankee Rose. And he's got to, but he's got to know that every single day. He's got to know no matter what he thinks. And the band was us and we were all this. When he tried to leave, I'm going to go be the jungle studs and I'm going to do a movie and it's crazy from the heat. And I'm going to do a set because, because it, it speaks volumes that Dave left after 1984. Right. Uh, after the video era, the biggest fucking album of their career. They were super mega stars at this point. And so Dave finally went, you know what? This is my chance. Ta-da. And within a year, he's back in a band with a flashy guitarist. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that says everything you need to know. He thought he was going to escape the prison of Van Halen and be Roth. And then he was great. I loved the Vaishian band. I loved the Eat Him and Smile band. I abs and I dug the albums. Yep. Absolutely. 
But he, in his mind, probably thought, all right, this is it. This is when I become Jagger. This is when I become gigantic. And uh, within a year, he's back in a band with another fucking hired gun flashy guitarist. And, uh, and, and brings the flashy bassist along so he can go, we got double attack now <laughs> and, and good for him, but it has to drive him insane knowing that he was, he's playing 3000 seat venues without Eddie. And if Eddie doesn't want to play, he doesn't have anything that he can't play. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, so that's why I'm saying it's such a. Eddie, Eddie tolerating the stuff with him when he, but when on his schedule, that's the thing. It's, and it was totally on Eddie's schedule with Van Halen. It doesn't matter if you're the voice of Van Halen, only Van Halen gets you into the giant name, name one other band that survived the leave the, the, their front man leaving and became bigger after he left ACDC Bon Scott died though. So, but you're not wrong. That's a, that's, you know what I'm, I'm put in my place because I didn't expect an answer. So that's a good answer. What if I just kept naming and you're like, oh, I'd be crushed. Okay, boy, I didn't then, know that. Then it would be I, stupid. You're right. I'd, you're right. I'd, I didn't know about yeah, that one. I'd be, I'd be dumb. Um, but no, that's the only one I can think of. And it is different because the guy did pass. And then their first album back was a tribute album to him. To him. Yeah. And, you know? and, and I believe the fans embraced that because it wasn't like. Brian forced Bon out, although he did have him killed. I mean, because they they could have crashed and burned. They both yeah. of them could have crashed and burned. Yeah, you yeah. know, the people could have rejected the Sammy stuff right away. Yeah, for sure. But and, they were still so huge, and then they made really good music. You know, and and then everybody was like, "Oh, he's the guy who writes all the music." You know yeah. what I mean? It's it it showed you yeah. that look. There's undeniable magic when with David Eddy. When we saw the Sam and Dave tour, but one guy writes it. Yeah, I don't even. I don't think Dave even sang one of his solo songs. Did he? I couldn't tell you. I think it was all Van Halen songs that night. I just, I just remember how weird his fucking hair looked, and and that was such a drag. Like he just he he looked miserable. Yeah, the stage swallowed him, and that's at a small venue. Yeah, that's in the Universal Amphitheater. And he, because he had no accoutrement, he had no, you know, any backdrop or any exploding no. pots or anything. It, it literally looked like, because I used to work security for fucking venues. They like, they threw out a rug and a drum set and some amps <laughs> and, and, a, and, a, and a karaoke band said, hey, David Lee Ross joining us tonight. Yeah. At least. Because uh, at that point he doesn't even have the flashy guitar. No, he had the Atomic Punks band. Yeah. At least Sammy had a bar there and make a drink. So that's, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, it has to drive Dave out of his mind. You know, I always say when it's dark and quiet, when yeah. it's dark and quiet and you're sitting by yourself, you can fool yourself all the time. You're this, you're that, you're that, but you are, you are inexplicably linked and tethered to that band. If you want to go out and be, and play rock star. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, a different kind of truth came out eight years ago. Dave hasn't made any new music they on toured, his own. They toured for it twice. Yeah. They toured for it twice. Um, and you're right. Dave, well, no, Dave. We well, hasn't made a new album on his own. Dave played Vegas with another fucking karaoke band and right, Van Halen right. stuff. But I'm saying as far as, as, like, Robert Plant hasn't been in Led Zeppelin since 1980, and he makes albums continually all the time. Does does a David Lee Roth not have music in his bones? David he has performing in his bones. He has show business in his bones. Yeah, but he doesn't have 
let's make a great album in his bones. No, he's, but, but also, but the thing that, well, all right, let's put it this way. If he has music in his bones, he's got Calypso music in his bones mm-hmm. and nobody's buying Dave's Calypso album. No. If he wants to make money and be on stage in front of a billion people, that's, that, that's why you look. And again, we talk about speaking volumes. The fact that he took the opening slot on the Kiss tour says a fuck ton about how bad he wants to be in front of people. He wants to be in front of a big crowd. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not angry at him. And I, and, and as I've said before, if you're a rock star, man, don't retire ever. Right. If people are willing to pay to see you perform and do the thing you do best, go do it forever. As long as you want to do it. Why should you ever fucking retire? What do you work in an office? But, but so Dave, but the thing is, Dave wants to be the king. He wants to be king of the hill. He wants to be the big swinging dick and he can't do it without the band. It's true. It's, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a mean thing to say. Cause again, he has so many other interests in his life. Dude, he still lives in his dad's house. You shut me up. <laughs> Steve Vai, the king. Let's, get I, the, let's play some Steve Vai meat. I never uh, tire of the Spanish, David. I love it. I, I loved it's it. So ridiculous. Yeah, they used to play. Is they go? I lived here, and they would play it on the radio. And in when it, I was like, that's so awesome. Good. <laughs> All right, here's the here's the last song. There's a play out song, and you can probably guess what it is. But here's the last song, and I love this one. I love it so much. Top of the world. Opening riff. Prior to the meet. The songs on for unlawful carnal knowledge, the great one, the, the, the good songs are great, like Top of the World and Run Around and Right Now. Mm. And then the 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 lower tier songs are just like spanked. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, sp- just, spanked just the subject matter hurts it, but the music's yeah. still great. Yeah. Like Dream Another Dream or... or I Will Fight You. I, no, I love that. Oh, okay. I, I love saying, it. That's I my, love it. That's my favorite song. No, I love it. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's but just some of the songs are just like, you're just like, oh my God. And then you're like, okay, well, this one's okay. I, I, but I, I do love the album. I disagree. I, I, I mean, yes. I mean, spanked is a mess. It's up for breakfast. You know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. Sammy's always willing. He'll churn out a clunker. You know what I mean? Yeah. L- lyrically, anyway. But I, I, I'm, I'm there for Eddie. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I love the albums, and I love you know, I, I love Sammy, and I love Dave, and I liked the Gary album too. I'm there to hear Eddie play guitar. Are you ready for some meat of Top of the World? You're goddamn right. Top of the World meat. Yes, let's do it.
standing on top of the world. He's like the edge. You you hear it and you go, oh yeah, that's Eddie. You know, you just, there's some dudes that no matter what they play or when they play it or who they're playing with or where they play it on stage. In a in a, I just saw a video. Brian May. Um, yeah, I, I I dove into a like a fucking YouTube hole and there's a clip. Esteban. It's like no, it's like a 20 minute clip of Eddie backstage and he's playing with a Strat. It's not even his guitar. And he's mm-hmm. fucking around just for 20 minutes on a couch, and he's laughing at the noises he can make with the whammy bar and stuff, and he's just noodling around. It's just. And he's just, he's on a couch in a green room. He's in backstage and, and just, but that's, we, that's, he give him a guitar. Literally, literally it's almost like, you know, like with a pacifier or a, you know, or, or a Rubik's cube, you're, well, let's keep Eddie busy. Just hand him a guitar and then you can, he'll, you know what? Come back in three hours. He'll be right there. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal to me. It's like you on Twitch. Um, I, I've been on Twitch. I'll, I've done a nine hour thing on Twitch. You did a nine hour Twitch thing. I did. With no break. You don't go to the bathroom. I did not during that session. Diaper? No, no. How no, do you do a, nine hours on Twitch and drinking a giant bottle of thing of water? Oh my god, yeah. no. Um, yeah, well, I mean, because no, I was playing, Mike, no, playing a scary game, and a scary game will keep you like. Oh, you uh, were afraid then to walk around your apartment. Spooky, very spooky. Did you kill ghosts? Um, uh, what, you know, we were killing monsters. It was Resident Evil Two, I believe it was. How many? How many are there? How many Resident Evil games? There's are a there? billion, but there's only a few for the PlayStation. They okay. just actually released a newer one, and I was just kind of like, "Is it a good game?" This. Well, I played the second one again. I. I. This is all new to me because I. I didn't play any of these games growing up. Me you know, either. I played sports games. I don't know anything about it? Um. But that's uh, yeah. Resident Evil Two is like crazy fun. Um. Because you know you're you're running and you you I gotta you know you gotta memorize but then you're going you gotta there's certain closets you can hide in because there's a dude dude the, the scariest fucking thing in the world is just a guy called the tyrant Mister X and you can't kill him he's unkillable so he uh, there's no way possible at all ever how no, to kill him you have to run away from him not if you like collect a bunch of coins and no, you put them in a no, bag and no, you swing the bag no uh, he is he is you eventually you have to kill him at the end of the game somehow. I don't want to give anything away if people haven't played. All right. So he does eventually become a final boss. But during the game, you can't kill him. You could shoot him 40 times in the head before he, and by the way, you can't because you'll shoot four times and then he's at you. He's walking forward and he's a giant, he's, he's a, it, the conceit is he was built by this company to protect this, whatever this, their experiments. But he's, he's a, just a monstrous <laughs> robot in a trench coat with a fucking hat. He looks like a, like a detective or something. And, but the worst part. Does he is, look like the thing when he would put a hat in a trench coat? It, on? Very much. Yeah. Like that. But the scare dude, the scariest thing is, uh, he has a noise. Like he has a theme song kind of like, it's not a song. It's this, it's footsteps and this noise. So like, you'll be walking around, you're doing stuff and there's, and by the way, you know, you're still fighting skinless Jones, like a dude with no skin who wants to eat you and a bunch of zombies and monsters and killer dogs, all sorts of shit. Like wherever no you go, what you're talking about. it's so insane. But I mean, you're walking down the hallway and you're trying to stay alive, whatever you're trying to jump through windows. There's zombie. Cause there's also infected dead everywhere. Wanna uh. bite, they want to bite you. So you'll be walking and you're, and you're freaking out because you're fighting and you're like, all right, you calm down, you go through some stuff. And about 15 minutes later, like you'll cut through this one library and then the noise goes. And, and it, and you go where, cause you got to find him. Now you're like, where is he? Cause there's four doors. Yeah. And if you run to the door and you open it and it's him, you're dead. You're finished. You're just dead. So you got to just run and you got to, and then you, you'll see him out of the corner of your eye and then you're just. You have to run until the music fades out and then he doesn't see you anymore. Because if he sees you, he will he will chase you until he catches you. So you have to run and dive and go through all these different things. And then when the music stops, you're safe. Nine hours. Well, that was, and that was one night. 
And I, you know, I played it. I used to play, dude, when I first started doing Twitch, I was playing five, six hours a night, seven hours a night. I did a, and I did a nine hour and it was awesome because I had a bunch of people watching and I was playing these monster games, but then you wind up playing a bunch of games and I, I, uh, I get burnt certainly, but also to me, it's like, I don't want to play eight hours if I only have. 15 people watching yeah, me, which yeah, is nice. Big I, audience. We have, and we have regulars and I love it and it's great. But the, the, the final night I played resident evil two, I had 150 people watching and me that's on Twitch. A that's that's and a lot of people because I was in a final battle and I, uh, it took me, this is another reason it took me like five and a half hours to win this final battle. I'd keep getting killed and they would laugh at me in the stream and then, but then other people would pop in and they go, this is what you have to do. And they're all trying to coach you and they're doing <laughs> stuff. And I, I, it, when I finally, did what I had to do. Cause again, it took five, I think yeah. five and a half hours. And then there's the sick, the sequence that starts and I had gotten to it a few times and then gotten killed. And I'm like, Ugh! it's <laughs> insane. And I'm on camera, so I can't throw the controller through the window. You, you know what could. I mean? Uh, well, I did get frustrated certainly, but then dude, when it, when it, the sequence started and there's a thing that happens, there's a weapon you have to get. And then you have to move a certain way because you, he's going to do something. And then I avoided and it was another guy and I ran and this dude had kept telling me, you got to use this particular weapon. And I stopped, I loaded the weapon, I turned around and I fired it and I blew the, the villain up and I screamed. Cheers. It's 2.30 in the morning Let me my tell you house. something. My dad and his, and one of his good buddies never talked like this when they were our age. Oh no, I'm 53 <laughs> years old. It's insanity, dude. That's why they're miserable. That's why I spent a week crying over a guitarist. That's why they were miserable. They had no joy. Yeah. They have well, no joy. Well, they come home. They have a highball. Uh, they sit in a chair. They watch the news. What the mm, fuck? Keep it down. I'm home. I think of my Uncle Pudge, which is like a handful of Uncle pony. Pudge. My Uncle Pudge. My Uncle Eric, but his nickname was Pudge. But he was. Let a, me guess. Portly? He, well, he, not, not really. He just, I don't know why he got well, I don't Pudge. want that name if I'm not a big dude. He was Uncle Pudge, and he <laughs> would wear, you know, you would see him. And again, he's, at the time, he's probably 45. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing those short-sleeved, patterned button shirts. No way. Tucked into like some khaki shorts. No way. And uh, and then he's and his hair is slicked kind of up and no, back. No. And a great man and and totally loving and kind. And, and if a, you and saw a, a picture of him now at 40, you'd think he was 70. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's just he, you know, because he lived in the well, because in that era, you could drive a bus and put your kids through college. You know what I mean? All that bullshit. <laughs> then the world was a different place. Crammed in. Yeah. These people, it's like when you make me laugh, because you you do segue into that occasionally because you into and I, what? Well, because you and I look, I'm in your autograph room. Okay. I'm looking at all your Funko Pops. But there are times when I'll call you and you're like, oh yeah, no, I'm taking care of the lawn and I gotta chisel up the sidewalk. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I do I gotta do some stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm like, put PLR on the phone so I can go, can Pat come out and play? Can Pat come out and play? Sometimes um, there are, there are grown up things that need to be done, but well, for you, I don't go full in on grown up. That's a th- well, that's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, you, you can't split do it. the difference, but I don't even fuck that. I grown ups, it's not even in the rearview mirror because I haven't passed it yet. I don't know where it is. Eventually, I'll hit it. I guess. Let's do some promoting. Where can we find you, Mike? Uh, you guys can write me and uh, you can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You can be my friend at Facebook.com slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. You can follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat. The name is Mike40YOB, Mike40YOB. Find me on there, please, Instagram and Snapchat. And also uh, YouTube.com slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. You got 12 years of archives of The 40-Year-Old Boy podcast. Twitch.tv slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. There's always videos up to watch. There's always clips that you can watch, short versions. And I'm usually there, uh, certainly Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, always I'm there. 
Uh, and I would say, you know, Wednesdays were usually off and the weekends were usually off as well, but you can come and find me. It doesn't matter if you follow or subscribe to the channel, you'll get a notification that will always tell you when I'm on. And I will say this now, because why not? I have the 40 year old boy podcast. It's available wherever you would find all of your finer podcasts, the Apple podcast space, whatever you need to art 19 slash four zero Y O B. And, um, this was fun and exciting, but I also did my own show about Edward and uh, it's a much longer show and maybe a deeper dive, but, but not mm-hmm. nearly as fun as it is talking to Pat, but, uh, but I'm a mess and it's fun. And there's, I, and there's like 30 riffs. I'm head over like, there, yeah, head over deep dive. So if you could listen to that, that'd be pretty cool. I would like it and tell your friends too to listen to that because uh, uh, you know, I'd like people to listen. Why not? I'm going to make a cart out of what you just said. And then the next time you're on, I'm uh, going to yeah. drop it in. I know that was, you, you know, you got it. <laughs> you, I, well you, but you the same way you do the show and you do Let's it over. Let's see if I can do it. It's in your DNA. Let's hear it. Uh, you can go to W. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> what are you doing? You can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the uh, podcast. Follow the show at Rock Solid Show. Follow me at Pat underscore Francis. Follow Kyle at Kyle Dotson Funny. Head over to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast if you want to support the show. And if you're listening today, today is a Monday bonus episode. If you're listening right now, let me remind you that this Thursday, unless something goes horribly wrong, I will be talking with the metal god, Rob Halford. Very, very excited about that. It is amazing. I can't even believe that it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but it is confirmed and scheduled. So certainly something will go wrong. I think you're t- what you should just use as the image for the show is the text to me that was just all caps, Halford, with an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. It was great. The metal God. Yeah. Fucking, it's amazing. I, I'm, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, you do such good work, dude. It's amazing to watch. I, I'm proud of you. Let me tell you something about my show. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Listen to 20 minutes and done. <laughs> Dumped it. Emoji. This is Eruption. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, dude.